Tenpence Arcade Podcast is sponsored by Retro Games Party. Get out of emulation and into the real arcade of Retro Games Party. Arcade game hire for public events and private parties. With free regular community-led meetings throughout the year, there ain't no pie like a Retro Games Party. Visit their website at www.retrogamespie.co.uk and get involved. The Tenpence Arcade Podcast is now a proud member of the Throwback Network. Welcome to the Ten Pence Arcade Podcast. I'm Alex Crowley, aka Chucky Egg, and my name is Victor Marland, aka Vertvic. And we're the kids in America. Whoa! Oh yeah, you've been over there, have you? <laughs> no, don't get talking about. I have, and we will be talking about at length later on. I think. Yeah, you've got a glow and aura about you, Vic. You've been travelling around all these arcades, haven't you? And um, yes, we'll get onto that a bit later on. Cause we've been doing loads. Yeah. Actually, we've had three weeks, so we, we've got no excuses. We've got an extra week to pack mm. in. Sorry about that, people, but I just got back on holiday that day when we normally mm. record, and I would not have been much of a state to do that because I was a bit jet-lagged when I got back. Got back Sunday afternoon, had to work the next day. So, yeah. Got to pay for the holiday somehow. Absolutely. Anyway, we are the Ten Pence Arcade Podcast, and we talk about arcade machines. Yeah, we do. We'll try to. Let's get started, mate. Should we get the rubbish stuff out of the way first? Because I've had a bit of a few bummers going on, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I bought a... I bought a super gun. Oh, yeah. You know, yes. the little units to play on yeah. TVs for your arcade machines. It's like an interface. And I bought it specifically because it had TV out on it rather than SCART. Mm-hmm. I normally SCART these things. And it had the yellow AV. Uh, and I bought it from a guy on one of the forums. And uh, I had a problem with it. I got it. I think it came from somewhere in Europe, not England. And it, I couldn't get a display on it. And I could get a display once. It was a real rubbish picture. And it was awful. And I kept sending him messages saying, it's not working, I'm having a bit of a problem. And he just said, try this, try this. And at the end, I said, right, I don't think it's working, I think there's something wrong with it. He only sent in a little jiffy bag. Yeah. Um, and I think it might have got damaged in the post, I don't know, because it wasn't in a proper box or anything, which it mm. needs to be, really, because it's a little PCB. And uh, I said, okay, I'll send it back to you, give me a full refund, and if you get it working your end, I'll pay all the postage, you're not out of pocket. Okay, mm. that's the last I heard of him. Git. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But the, the forum mods have got onto it, they're really good there. Mm. They've sent him a message, they suspended his activity, and I found out later on he's got no eBay um, stars, you know. I hope he wakes up with a hornet's nest in his bottom. So, I think That's it was a, a bogus shame, account. Yeah. Yeah. Is this a new product then, or is this an old... No, no, there's uh, loads of them, they're called Vogatex. Right. It's a one guy, I think, makes them. And, and you been... wanted it specifically for the size. Yeah, I think didn't number you? two and number five yeah. have got this yellow AV out rather than a scar. Yeah. And it's the one I wanted, um, and they're quite hard to come by, these Mark mm. 5s. They're quite difficult to find, so that was a bit of a bummer. And also, yeah. you know, I said I was going to do a, um, a Game Boy mod to my little uh, Game Boy. Oh, yes. I messed it up. Did you? Yeah, I think I broke the screen. Oh, dear. I didn't physically break the glass. I think when I was trying to clean the glass, getting the gunky stuff off, Yeah. Um, it, it pulled one of the, the tiny little um, very thin connectors on like a ribbon. Yeah. And it doesn't it doesn't come on now. So how did you find the mod to do? It's very easy, but the, I think what happened is when I first got it, I didn't have the right stuff to clean up. I didn't have mm. some isopropyl alcohol, mm-hmm. IPA, which I've got since. And I think when I took the, the sticky back off, it, the sticky, when it was still new, it would have come off quite easily. Mm. Because I'd left it a week while I was waiting to get the stuff, yeah. it had gone hard. And I couldn't get it off. And... But I texted, I, te- I sent a message to Sean, the guy over at GameboyMods.co.uk, who sold me it, 
And he said, oh, just send it off to me. I'll fix it for you for the cost oh, of stamp. So he's really cool. And I said, you know, if, it, if it is really broken, yeah. I'll, I'll buy a screen off you. It's no problem. But he's going to sort me out. Oh, so thanks good. a lot, Sean. Brilliant. Yeah, they're really cool, those mods. I love the colours they do for those. They hide as pink, yellow, yeah. orange, blue. Orange they're really nice. Alike. Yeah, because the, the buttons light up as well, don't they? You as can well get a mod for the buttons. My, yeah. my one is it's just a screen. But I bought new buttons. Yeah. I bought white buttons so it popped the... Oh, okay. They can look, look a bit nicer, you know? Should we get on to some better stuff? Yeah, if you like. Because, uh, yeah, we've got that negative stuff out of the way at the start. <laughs> Rubbish. Gone. Sort that out. I've been on the BBC News website. Did you oh, see that? Famous. Oh, I am a little bit famous. But um, it was when we was at the... Well, when I was at the Cambridge Computer Museum helping fix the machines, and someone took a picture of me behind one of the machines while I was trying to fix the Megatech there. And it's just my head poking up behind the machine, which is usually where I am in an arcade, hiding behind something. And it got featured on the BBC News. I think they just must have used that picture. just got the... Ten pence arcade. Yeah, I did have it. I did in, have it on. Picture, I did have it on. Been but yeah, even more famous. I was behind it. Yeah, I could have got in for us. But yeah, I, I didn't know it was going to go on there. Yeah. And when I was on holiday, uh, my old boss, when I used to live in yeah. with a friend of mine, actually, uh, he sent me a message, uh, an e- a text message, because yeah. I didn't have an email over there at the time, saying, "Do you know you're on the BBC website?" <laughs> and I did. I think my missus has seen it already. She sort of sent it to me. I was quite pleased about that. It's quite nice. Cool. And my mum loved it, obviously, when obviously, I told her about yeah. it. She was, st- she was straight over the road to a mate's house because she hasn't got internet she's not into that sort of stuff and she was all sort of glowing oh that's my son on there <laughs> I actually look like I someone could... who's gone as a as an arcade machine to a fancy dress but I can just see yeah. my head above an arcade yeah. machine I got into retro gamer and no one no one cared a monkeys when I was I in did. there so, uh, I was quite jealous wasn't yeah you were about the only person <laughs> well yeah I'm, I'm the only ner- other nerd you know but one thing they did say on the BBC website was a little bit untrue as they said that um, the machines only work for a few hours hmm. Well, that was true of the Asteroids cocktail I sorted out. It worked all day long, and at the very end of the day, as soon as we were going home, it, the, the graphics went all wobbling, and sort of the, I think it might have been a board fault rather than what we did. Um, but I think it was an easy fix, and I'm sure they sorted it out since. But all the other machines I fixed, the two in the picture, are still going to this day. They're fine. Excellent. Yeah, so that's pretty good. So before I get on to all the American stuff I've been doing lately, do you want to tell me some of your news? Um, what what I've been up to? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I went up to the barcade. That was God, it seems ages ago now. It does. That, that was the ago. day I, I left the UK. Yeah, that's right. It was the day you left. So that was two weeks ago. Nineteen. Exactly. So um, yeah. yeah, I had uh, Rog and Dave come over the Ninty Arcade and. Um, Did you do a bit of audio for that? Yes. Okay, we'll play that right now. Hey, welcome to the Tempence Arcade Podcast. We're here Saturday, the nineteenth of July. A uh, little pre-event uh, meet at mine before we head up to the uh, barcade up in Peckham. I've got Dave here. What's your uh, tag on the uh, forum, Dave? Hi, Alex. Yeah, um, I'm. Uh, Dave-o, you? I think I'm just. just this is my name actually. <laughs> I'm meant to change that. I'm just Dave. Dave Orton on the uh, UK vac, and uh, when I appear on the Gemma Plus, it's what is it? The real MCP or something? But, you were one uh, of my first interviews, weren't you? Yeah, I, I think. Yep, yeah, that's right, mate. We was uh, one yeah. of the first interviews. Yeah, honoured. <laughs> it's pretty hot in here, isn't it, mate? It's about. Yeah, it must be hotter, but it's better than being in the car. Just uh, 28 degrees C. It's a very hot day. And, See, uh, uh, the the barcade that Vic's made is getting a lot of use from Roger. What are you playing, Rog? Uh, Bomberjack. Bomberjack. And you're, you're getting some high scores on there, mate, aren't you? You've got well, 404. I'm just getting used to your wobbly table at the moment. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, that's going to be replaced soon by another arcade, you know that, don't you? I certainly do. But, yeah, it's good that you're playing it on that. It's a good little machine, isn't it? It is. plays nicely. Yeah? What's your high score on Bomberjack? Um, at the moment, 665,000. Dave? 
about 250. 250. Like, yeah, I think mine's about 200. Yeah, 250. It's a good little game. They never made a dedicated for that, did they? No, sadly not. And what's your plans? Well, I'd like to get one of the Dino King cabs Dino and, and King, make a little yeah, dedicated yeah, cool. They're be popular, cool. isn't they? seem to be in it lately. Yeah, they're going to go up be all the price, rage, aren't they? they? Vic made a nice little Mr. Driller, didn't he? And Muddy made the nice little uh, Ghosts and Goblins, wasn't it? Ghosts and Ghosts. Get it, Alex. Always, we always get those confused, don't yeah. we? People do, don't Same they? Right, they're game. both they're both great games, though. Well, a bit hard, really, aren't they? They are tough, yeah, but fun when you get into them. Yeah. So, you're all looking forward to tonight, eh? Hey? Yeah, yeah, most definitely. You've got your pie hats on. Oh yeah. <laughs> beep, 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 We're all yeah. in shorts because it's so hot. Yeah, shorts on. Shorts on. Down. We can't go out like this, can and we? The beer's beer's uh, beer's flowing. Yeah. We've got some what, beers what are you going drinking, on as well? uh, Rog? I'm on uh, Moretti at the moment. Moretti? Nice Italian beer. Italian beer. Uh, what are you on, Dave? Uh, looks like rum and coke for rum now. Rum and coke. Whiskey later. I'm on the rum and coke as well. Sorted. So we should be fine. So what games are you going to play in here today then, Dave? Uh, looks like we're going to have to go for a bit of the uh, Space Launcher, which is looking rather excellent, I must say, in yeah. Alex's tabletop. So, uh, what Roger, have we got on there at the moment? 45,000. 45 grand, but of course the scores are reset. We're going to get a, need to get a save score kit worked yeah, out for you. For that. What's, what's your top on that? I can probably make one for you, actually. What's your highest on, on, on the launcher at the moment? Cause, uh, on that, only about 35, 36k. So about similar to me, then. That's, oh. I got 36 last, last time I was here. Is that a challenge, then, Rod? It yeah, certainly is, so. so Dave on that, sir. <laughs> can't get the stance out on the ca- on the cocktail, though, can no, you? I can't get the stance no. out on that. That's going to hinder you, that. You can spread your legs either side of the cocktail. Well, well, yeah, well, that's a bit dodgy. It's but... a bit dodgy. I mean, Roger, Roger's here tonight, and we are sleeping upstairs. And you're what about the uprights? Are we going to cuddle? Eh? Are we going to get a bit of Donkey Kong free action? Because it is our game of the week on the podcast. Yeah, and we do love that game, all three of us. So I think it'd be rude not to. So without a doubt, definitely. What, what have, you got, have you got any good scores on that? No, I've not played a lot lately. I've only got about. I'm still about two hundred thousand. On that, just just over two hundred thousand. That's all. Rog, my top. Um, I got here with you yeah. actually. Uh, uh, two hundred seventy-five thousand. Mm, so nice I want to want to beat the three hundred nice. at some You're point too. Three hundred mark, yeah, mate. Definitely. Yeah, cool. And I've got to teach you how to play uh, junior because yeah, it, uh, doesn't get enough love, does it? By me, I hate it. You hate it. No, I can't stand. Can't stand the game. What, what do you uh, I just, well, I'm crap at it. I think it's probably yeah. the reason. It's a bit more tricky. But, though, um, though. Than Kong. Yeah, I'd rather put more time into into the into first Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong 3. Mm. Yeah, okay, fair enough, fair enough. What about games for tonight? We're looking forward to playing tonight. Uh, for me, um, they've just got their Tron working, mm-hmm. so I'd like to, like to play that one because I've not really played that before, so yeah. uh, that'd be good. Yeah, you got that, haven't you, Dave? You've got a Tron. Yeah, got a Tron. Uh, it's a funny old game, though, isn't it? It I mean, is. It is. It's game. It's um, one of the first sort of movie tie-ins, I would say, yeah. as an arcade machine. Yeah, well, without well, well, a doubt. I think it's a similar type of time. Now, Star Wars come a little touch after. I can't remember how close. It was a very similar time, but, yeah, yeah. it was time to the movie, obviously. Um, Tron. Love Tron. I'm just when you think obsessed, of the movie tie-ins with mm. arcade games, there's not many, is there? They did a lot on console games later on in the 90s, and a lot of them were pretty poor. That's true. That's true, they? yeah. But, uh, Arcade machines quite rare, really, isn't it? Back in the day, yeah. I've they did not, a, I mean, uh, well, Journey, but it's not really a, a, a yeah. film tie-in. It's more of a music uh, band tie-in, isn't we it? I mean, we saw those not not in the UK. I mean, Crikey, Star Wars was huge, and I remember the games. He's just literally the game like before. He's queues to get on them. Yeah. Uh, the cockpits, I loved, but of course, you're getting them there, thinking oh, a bit, bit bigger than you are. Yeah. But is there a Tron awesome. cocktail? Um, yes, there is. There's a, is tr- there's a Tron cocktail. It's not, not not the ones that we know. Just the bigger size, the US type cocktail okay. size, not the tabletop. It's quite rare but, over here, then. Uh, yeah, I, there might be one or two. I don't know. I don't know if 
um, there's also a, um, what's the smaller size called the MIDI is it called the MIDI you go down from the upright yep. MIDI yeah. is that right? that's right sorry there's a MIDI as well but obviously I prefer the full upright because of the artwork you always get the MIDI and sort of brown looking thing you sort of less artwork um, but no Tron it's just, it's just awesome I love the thing love the film I've watched it to yeah. death love everything about it um, I've got a Zachariah Tron um, and uh, yeah looking forward to going to playing at the barcade yeah, they've got a couple of pins up there now as well have they really? Yeah. What, yeah. What they, they just I got a second know. pin in yesterday or the other day I think Did they? Simon said yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what they got then? What, what's one? Do I, do we we'll find out later I don't we'll honestly know Okay. Yeah. What's some other cabs there, Alex? What other Pac-Man. Um, they've got Vic's old Galaxian cab, the Belfort oh, yeah. one. Oh, that funny. With the hot, a really hot, hot lights. <laughs> well, someone graffiti on it, unfortunately. Yeah, I saw that. That's, which that's was a really nasty thing face. to do. Oh. What, how awful is that? That's yeah. bad, yeah. yeah. It's just um, not a thing to do, and it's just... Uh, just yeah, it makes you reluctant to sort of, like, mm. um, put your cabs out on loan, doesn't it, when you see things like that? That's the first I've ever seen that, oh, I've never seen that, but, uh, you know, it's, it's a fully public uh, thing, isn't get it, it off. really? So I hope so, yeah, that might might come off. But there's other cabs... Is, is there an asteroid there? I thought it was an there's asteroid. There's an asteroid there, yeah. Um, we're pretty good at that, aren't we? Yeah, we're pretty good at... Um, That's Vic's it, old cab as well. Is it really? OK, cool. And, I just um, hope it's going to be cool in there, because it's so hot today. Yeah. It's hot We've got a fan going in my arcade at the moment. A bit later, um, a bit later it should be so hopefully it'll be cool, yeah. slightly cooler later but it's about like 28, 30 degrees at the minute isn't yeah. it? So, uh, so that's it really we're going to have a barbecue here okay. and then we're going to head off up there for about I don't know, 5, 6 o'clock and then we're, we'll do another interview when we're up there get a vibe, feeling for the for the place when we're sure. there cool, excellent excellent, see you later guys there you go, that's us having a bit of fun yep and um Getting into the vibe of it, we went up to the barcade. This is probably about our second or third visit now. Yeah, but this is the first official one, was it? Yeah, yeah it was okay. like the official opening, I guess, you know. And um, I interviewed Tom and Simon while I was up there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who are sort of part owners of the barcade. Right, welcome to the 10 Arcade Podcast. I'm up here in Peckham at the Four Quarters Barcade. This is the first in the UK, I believe. I've got Tom here and Simon, who both run the uh, Barcade. How are you doing, Tom? Yeah, good, thank you. And Simon? Um, brilliant, thank you. What are your roles here? Uh, well, I'm one of the original guys with Joe from Retro Game Base Shop in Streatham. Uh, Dreamt this project up about three years ago, so I'm kind of well, I'm one of the owners as his side, um, but one of the original founders, I guess. And this has been brewing in the background for some time. Is this a dream come true for you? It's getting there, it's a lot of hard work, right? it's not quite the dream yet. Maybe, uh, maybe in a few months it'll be more like a dream. <laughs> How many weeks have you been open now? Uh, I'm losing track of days, weeks, and months at the moment. I think about two and a half. It's pretty busy in here tonight. Yeah. It's been yeah. busy on all nights? Yeah, busy it has. And, and no, no, it's been as busy as this, if not busier at weekends. Really? Um, and because of our late license, come 11 o'clock when all the other bars in Peckham start kicking out, we start really filling up. Right, okay. Yeah. It's really cool. It's, it's a hot night tonight. Yes. Um, yeah, it's pretty busy. You've got all the games working tonight. Well, yeah, Simon's been hard at work on that. Yeah, Simon, your, your role is to fix all the cabs here. Yeah, yeah I, I came here as an investor when these guys uh, called out for an investor, and um, I came in because to help with the games, of course, yeah. and to be part of it all. 
uh, one of my roles is to try and keep the games working as much as possible. It's um, a hard job, mate. It's an extremely hard job. Um, it, it's nigh on impossible. So you spend um, most of your time behind the back of the I do, yes. Um, I, I, I've got through three pairs, pairs of jeans in the last week. Um, the the, the knee knees pads. are coming out. Yeah, knee I, I need some knee pads, absolutely. You're getting from Wicks, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, I think I do need to get some. So what cab out of all is you the most trouble? The older ones, I guess, or trot, is it? They, they vary. Um, Outrun's been the biggest challenge, and it's still not finished, and probably won't be for a while. Um, the more we delve into it, the more issues we find. Um, but the ball's working, so that's good news. Um, a lot of it is just locked up, freezed up um, screws and that's in it. So we're trying to deal with that and finding NOS parts, because as you're aware, one of the things we are doing is trying to keep these and make them as original as possible. So we are looking for NOS parts. I was fortunate enough to find an NOS uh, Sega Cog B uh, for the Outrun. I know you've got no name in here, it's all dedicated, all original PCBs running original machines. Absolutely, and there are one or two cabs that have still got LCDs in, they are coming out, we've bought some new monitors, uh, monitors are sitting upstairs, we're just getting ready to install them all, um, so everything is going to be original, um, and as you can see, 95% of them currently are. So just run us quickly through some of the games you've got here. What's your lineup at the moment tonight? Sure. So we've got Asteroids. Yeah. We've got Point Blank. We've got Star Wars Arcade Trilogy. Yeah. Um, we've got The Invaders, the Zachariah one. Yeah. Uh, we've got Pac-Man, but that's currently uh, being serviced, should we say. Uh, we've got Tron. We've got Golf. Um, and I'm trying to remember some of the others. We've, we've got, got we've Smash got, TV. Smash TV. Yeah. We've got uh, Silver Line Cap. We've yeah. got a couple of uh, 2L12B uh, jammer cabs, yeah. um, both running various versions of Street Fighter for the kids. Um, also, and I've noticed you've got two pins since I was last year, you didn't have any pins. Yeah. But absolutely right, yeah. We've got two pins. Um, Which we've got Adam's Family and Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I haven't played either, I'll get on going about it later on. Awesome, you've got enough space here as well for people to mingle and chat and. Great vibe, really is a great vibe. I love the barrels. Who's that idea? Uh, Joe was yeah. the man that uh, hunted them down. Yeah, but whose idea was it, Joe? Oh, okay, <laughs> yours. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, fair right. Joe hunted them down. It was your idea. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought, huh? Who built the bar? I don't know. Who built the bar? <laughs> 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 that was you. Yeah, no, it looks lovely. And my uh, my kind friend John Lloyd was the man that uh, felled the enormous tree that is laying on top of it. Yeah, it's, it's lovely. It's, what is it? Oak? Uh, it's a sycamore, but not a standard sycamore. I don't know That's exactly what it is. But just to add as well, we have got one other very fancy machine that's still to arrive, and that's an original common machine. We've got uh, there's still at our shop, but that's going to be going upstairs. Like we've got the upstairs other. as well with the private yeah. events functions. Yeah, we're just getting very close to having that as a public space. Uh, we've got a big cinema screen up there. We're going to have a projector as well, obviously. Um, nice set of speakers up there. A couple of arcade machines. Lots of low-level seating, bean bags, and the likes. It's going to be a capacity of about 30 up there. So oh, it's kind of like uh, the loft you never had. Yeah. So that'll be for uh, small film screenings that we'll be doing, mostly nostalgia-based films. Uh, and also, yeah, private hire, etc. Yeah, no, it's brilliant. So any other plans for uh, the machines? Are you just going to keep that or are you going to rotate them? Or? 
we're, we're planning to over time rotate the machines. Yeah. Um, we're looking at storage to store the machines for rotation. Yeah. Um, also the jammer cabs, we will be rotating the boards. For example, the silver line cab, we have just rotated the board. Um, so we do have plans for that and we are looking out over time for machines and to to get the storage for them. Yeah, we've got a fair, you know, we've got a pretty good collection of jammer boards uh, so that we can keep things fresh. Because obviously the dedicated cabs are always going to be dedicated cabs, but it's nice to get a slight variation. Yeah. So in the jammer cabs at the moment, we've got WrestleFest, Street Fire Alpha, and uh, what's the other one? It's got a Street Fire Championship Edition, is it? Uh, Street Fire Anniversary oh, Edition. Anniversary yeah. edition. Uh, but we've got loads of other really good titles, so, you know, regular hunters will see that there's a you know new games to play. We've only been open what a few weeks and yeah. really busy, must be really pleased with those guys. Yeah very happy. Yeah, yeah. Very, very. I wish you guys the best of luck. Thank you. Thanks for coming on the podcast today. Alright thank you very much. Cheers, thanks very much. Nice thank you. Thanks very much. So, so good time? Yeah, fantastic time. Yeah, got some Dave got some high scores on asteroids. Ah, oh, my old um, asteroids. Yeah. Oh, nice, nice. Yeah, it's really cool. And it, the selection of beer you've got in there is really good. They've got like a local bitter, which is a Peckham bitter. Oh, nice. And it's literally brewed in its microbrewery. Just yeah, yeah, literally yeah. just around the corner. That is getting really big. It's, it's like a really pale ale, which is all the in thing in America right now. It I is, think yeah, a lot I saw of hops loads comes loads. from America. Yeah, I saw so loads that was, of it there. Oh, it was lovely. I've got to order some of that beer. It was absolutely lovely. So, um, yeah, it was a great night. You know, great. It was really hot, though. Yeah. It was really hot. And you got a bit of a heat wave while I was away, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, we did that UK. night. It was really hot, and I think they struggled to get the yeah. the breeze or draft coming from I noticed you know? when, when the UK specifically has a heat wave, they go, they bang on about it. Yeah. Hotter than Turkey, hotter than this, <laughs> yeah. hotter than that. Look I'm, at think, us. I'm thinking, yeah, that's three times a year, once every three years, if no, you're lucky. Let's be honest, we have actually had an excellent summer this year. You reckon? It's not oh, very definitely. long. Well, we've had June, July. You know, June next. What is- next? August? <laughs> yeah. All right, it's raining. Not- All right, this is not the 10 pence weather podcast. Get on with the arcade Okay, stuff. sorry guys. Yeah, it's me drifting off. I digress. Um, so yeah, it was it was a great night, mate. It always is in there. I've yet to come. I'm looking forward to it. I've got to try and get you yeah. and me and possibly Raj and some of our other friends and try and get them over Friday or Saturday night when yeah. I'm free. But I've got a load of stuff on and... End of this month, yeah. we've got the RGP opening. Yes, I'm so looking got, forward so look, to that. I'm, look, I'm really looking forward to that as well. And I've been planning my trip to Belgium um, to pick up my uh, you have indeed Sheriff Arcade. Yeah, which I've just booked the tickets through the Eurotunnel this morning. Excite! It is really exciting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wish I was going actually, but I've got to work. Unfortunately, yeah. a bit of a I'm a little bit nervous actually about driving on the wrong side of the road, and it is the wrong side of the road. It's not the right side, is it? No, it's definitely the wrong side. <laughs> I, I did that in America. The thing is, when you when you drive a wrong wrong-sided car and they're not yeah. just left-handed they're wrong-sided yeah. cars <laughs> on the wrong side of the road it works really well it's yeah you, you get used to it in about 10 minutes it's really right, quick okay. but i think i've never done it with a car with the right steering wheel on the right, right side, side on the wrong side of the road on the wrong side of the road <laughs> you've got to be careful for drifting that's all yeah because you tend to drift back where you, sh- you yeah, think my, you should my be. little van drifts anyway so <laughs> <laughs> use a tracking sword on the steering yeah. you'll be all right just take it easy yeah take it easy so yeah, I'm looking forward, and that's Bruno's arcade, and apparently yes. he's got a spectacular arcade, and I can't wait. Bruno is a well-known collector. I think he's more in the Dragon Lairs. Well, he runs he? the Dragon's Lair. Oh, does form. he? So oh, okay. yeah, that's his baby. So take um, your little portable recorder, do a yeah. little interview with him. 
So I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I'd like to see his collection. I yeah. bet it's brilliant. Yeah, I really enjoy the road trips, you know? It's yeah, really yeah. Travelling around the country, seeing people's arcades and... Yeah, funny you should say that. Part. When we was at um, the Revival yesterday, I was talking to some of the lads afterwards. We had a quick drink in the mm. bar before we all went. And they were regaling all their stories about all these trips and stuff. Because all the Rav have done loads of trips yeah. over the years. Yeah. And some of the funny stuff they got up to, wrecking yeah. bands and, you know, by accident. Yeah. And seeing these odd characters and yeah. finding these bargains for like, you know, 40 quid for a cab and things like that. It's yeah. like, what? Well, Rav and Ollie go back a long way, don't they? They do. They're, they're, they're old hands. Old hands. But yeah. actually, that was another thing. Just remind me, we did a raid as well. Yes, you, you did. Tell me about the raid that happened. I was I was away in America when you yeah, did that this. Yeah, that was a that was a raid on a, a distributor yep. uh, in Bristol. Oh, in Bristol. Um, okay. And Ollie Alpha One is, is, has that has had that contact for about twenty years, and he remembers when he used to go in there, and there'd be lines and racks and racks of PCBs, you know, mm. classic games. But now, unfortunately, that's all gone. A lot of it was all modern stuff in there. There was some, you know, there was some Mario Kart Namco cabs. There was about five of them in a row. Wow. Not that it interests me, but I just thought, a oh, that's cool them, to see yeah. a bit of Mario in there, you know. Absolutely, yeah. Um, a lot of big um, on-rail shooter type games. Um, loads of leftover parts from Outrun 2, which the other guys are really interested in. Yeah, a lot, in, a lot of them modern, modern drivers. Well, yeah, yeah, the panels there and, and mm. the artwork. So those guys had a lot of fun. But for me, you know, I, I got a neon light out of there, actually. Oh, that's nice. A soul neon light. Oh, cool. Which I flipped. Oh, the beer one? Yeah, the oh, beer. Oh, right. okay, yeah. yeah. You so flipped that, it. You, I flipped you, it at a car boot. You dirty swine. Someone you. came along to me at the car boot and said, my son's named after that beer. Oh, really? Well, you've got to have it then, haven't you? I said. Yeah. 60 quid. <laughs> oh, well, this is So, got yeah, out, yeah it was a good trip, good laugh. Yeah, it's fun, it's fun to help out sometimes, isn't it? Yeah, I'll definitely. Even if you don't get anything out of it, it's just fun to go along and it's, all part it's of exciting to find things, isn't it? Yeah, you yeah, go in yeah, there definitely. and you see things, and you, oh, what's that under there? And just, just look around and find things. Yeah, because the actual warehouse is old, it hasn't changed, you yeah. know, but it's just the stuff in it has changed over the years. And it was yeah. funny going out into the yard. Where it's almost like the arcade graveyard. Oh right, oh, and you see all these horrible crane. Um, what do you call them? Oh, the grabbers. The grabbers. Yeah, yeah. And all that sort of stuff in there. Because over the past few years, that's what we've had in the arcades in the UK. It's all grabbers, yeah. redemption machines, and racers. Yeah. And and the big shooters, you know, with the big guns and the big projection screens and stuff. Yeah, that's sort of interesting. Yeah. I, I, I'd like to have gone to one of those. Yeah. But not as interesting as as the older stuff, but that's getting harder and oh, harder to find in this country. Yeah. In America, different matter though. Oh, I've got a little story about that. I'll tell oh, you yeah, later can't on wait, as well. Mate. So let's get on to the nitty gritty then, Vic. How was your uh, trip to America? Oh, it was terrible. I didn't like yeah. it. No, it was absolutely brilliant, mate. Um, I've got a lot of stuff, so just butt in when you want and ask me a few questions if you like. But I'll do a sort of a list of some of the things I did over there. And the first place we went to was Portland in Oregon. Mm. Uh, if anyone knows the TV show Portlandia which takes the mickey out of Portland. Uh, that is 100% correct. They are actually like that, these people there. <laughs> They're all sort of hippie, hipsters, yeah. absolutely lovely people, really nice place. The food there is amazing. There's loads of stuff going on there. They have a big thing for retro gaming and then computer gaming and stuff. And there's even a... They have their own convention there. It's more computer-sided, I think, and consoles, mm -hmm. but they actually have a convention there. And, uh, yeah, it was really, really good. I met up with one of the podcasters from Antic, the 8-bit, Atari 8-bit podcast, a guy called Kevin Savitz. Absolutely wonderful bloke. Really, mm. really nice. We met up at Ground Control, which is the T-shirt I'm wearing now. I'm cool. sporting. 
Uh, and that was a really cool arcade. I mean, like, it was brilliant. And it was sort of one of these barcade things, you know, it's got a big bar with loads of beers on, loads of pinballs and stuff. Well, as soon as I met Kevin, he had an Atari t-shirt, I had an Atari t-shirt, yeah. and we was like the Atari twins, for God's sake. And uh, we sort of got in there, and he said, oh, you know, we sort of said hello and stuff, and he said, oh, should we play some games? Yeah, yeah, sure. So he played um, Marble Madness. He has to play Marble mm. Madness being an Atari game. He's yeah. a big Atari freak. I was like, oh, I really normally play that game. <laughs> really enjoyed it. Yeah. Two, playing two players, whizzing about on them track balls against yeah. you, trying to get you know to the balls to the end quicker. Two player games are just brilliant. Yeah. Like you get someone, and it just, you just instantly gel, and you like the games, and always yeah. play this. And next. There's not many levels to that game that I've heard. There's about there? six, I think. Um, six. But levels, we didn't get yeah. past two. Right, <laughs> we were okay. both rubbish. So it's quite it. hard. Then. I kept like lobbing me marble off the end of the thing, all yeah. and breaking and stuff. But yeah, that was really good. And he also sort of reintroduced me to a game that I really like now. Cubert. Yeah. On a proper cab with that joystick tilted at 45, so you can actually get you know the proper angles on it. Yeah. And on a real cab with that knocker in there, you yeah. know the pinball knocker when you jump pin Cubert yeah. off the side, it goes, and it yeah. hits the side of the cab. Yeah. It's just a brilliant little effect. The sounds are brilliant. Aren't it's they? really cool. And, and yeah. in Mame, I tried to play in Mame. It's got a lot of the sounds missing. It's shame. really flat. Yeah, I'll have yeah. to see if I've got a new version with better samples in it, but. I played it in Mame. It's still a good little game. When you get into mm. it, it's quite just bop, bop, yeah. bop, mucking about. And it, the characters are brilliant, and it? it's just yeah. a silly little game. And my missus really loves it as yeah. well. We got into it playing it at a later um, arcade, which I'll talk about later on. And they had a table version of it, which is a super, super rare cab. It's really yeah. rare. And I told the guys in there, I said, do you realise how in rare that thing is? He went, no. I was like, God. <laughs> I think, you know, it's a like game I've there. always liked as a kid. I think I must have played it on the Sinclair Spectrum with the keys. Yes. But but playing it on MAME, I guess I've, I've, I've never revisited it because of the controls. Do you know so what? Awkward. Now you've said that, I actually think it might be easy playing on keys. Yeah. You just have one in four corners, couldn't exactly, you? Exactly, yeah. You have Q, Z, P and M or something. But it, I've always liked the art and oh, yeah, it's there wonderful. must be some attachment there from back in the day because I remember it so well. But I don't know if we ever got it over no. it. I, I remember it on the computers. Yeah, it must have been a computer I played it on. One of the characters is there's a purple ball. When it, it bounces down to the bottom, yeah. he then turns into Coily. He's yeah. the snake who goes, and I kept calling him Slink, as yeah. in a slinky. And I think one of the games I used to play, it might have been on the Atari 8-bit, a slinky used to fall yeah. up and down the, the cubes after you. I think that's what I'm thinking Do you of. know what? I think I played it on the BBC Micro. Yeah? And it was named something else. Yeah, so they had sort sure. of yeah. funny names for it and stuff as well. I also schooled Kevin on Dig Dug, because I'm, I'm reasonable at it. And he hadn't played good, much. yeah. So he, he sort of quite enjoyed that as well. Uh, I think I got about 12,000 points on Cuba, which is really good for me. And the second visit, when I went back there later on the next couple of days, yeah. um, I got 16,000. I was getting quite good at that. I also found out that um, uh, it was only later on after we'd been there, and I'd met Kevin and, and sort of everything, that that place is co-owned by a guy called Clay Cowgill, who's done a lot of PCB modifications and, and you know multi-boards and stuff like that and he's really really well known as guy and I didn't know he was there so when I found out I think it's from one of the forums I go on they said oh have you talked to Clay I was like I don't know anything about yeah. it so I sent him an email straight away yeah. and he said oh yeah I'd love to meet up but at the moment I'm in Seattle which was oh. the next place I was going to so oh. we must have crossed over oh, damn. but the good news is he was at their Seattle storage unit going over a load of new cabinets they've just bought for ground control. So ground control are getting even more cabs. Right. I think they must rotate them so around quite a lot. How many cabs do they have in the bar? Well, let me have a look at my notes. They had 27 pinballs upstairs. 
which was like a sort of mezzanine floor. Yeah. They had 60 videos downstairs, and they, they, they rotated these out. There were a load of tables to sell. These yeah. were big neon lit tables Fantastic. for all your yeah. beers and stuff. They had T-shirts for sale there, mugs and badges yeah. and stuff. And I bought two T-shirts. And they had, this, they had this massive, one of the biggest cabs I've ever seen, a six men, six guys, sorry. Six men. Not six men, that's a bit sexist. <laughs> a six player X-men, that's what's going on too. Six player X-men. They're not X-men, Jeez. they're X-people. Yeah. Mind the sexism, X people. <laughs> but yeah, but this this is not a dedicated. Someone someone's made up. Obviously, a control. Did panel. you know? No, the original is an actual six player, and it's got two really? monitors in it, and it's really deep thing. I've seen oh one God. years ago when I was in when I went to Fun Spot. It was at an arcade near Fun Spot, and it is huge. Is this a side? Is this a beat map or side? Yeah, it's, it's it's almost like Simpsons. Oh, okay. That kind of run around. Side yeah. scrolling beat em up. Go at the right, have a fight right, type okay. game. But yeah, but what they've done here is they've made this thing, and there's actually a log build on their website, which I'll link to in the show notes. But it's it's got like um, a 42-inch plasma screen in it. It's a huge screen, but it's a flat screen, so they've made the cab really shunted right. to fit in there, and yeah. it goes against two other cabs behind it. And everyone was playing it. I mean... Yeah. Men, women, children, all yeah. bundled around this thing, beating the heck out of each other. And it looked a lot of fun. I didn't actually play it, because it's not really my game. But I thought, that's really good. And they've done all the side art on this skinny little cab. Yeah. But it's huge control one, obviously, because you've got six people around it. And it looked really, really cool. That's the kind of thing they do there. They do a lot of themes. Yes. And I found out that, oh, I think on a Wednesday night, which we weren't there for, um, they do, I think, a $5 on the door, and then all games are free. But all the games, all the videos were 25 cents one quarter and all the pinballs upstairs however new or old they were were 50 cents which mm. is fine because pinballs aren't damned expensive yeah but they had a load of new ones they had my favorite one up there but it wasn't accepting coins the uh, world cup 94 yeah. yeah that pinball i also put all my photographs from the holiday on the website you can link to all the different places so if you go on the website have a That's good look a at that it's, it's really nice to look that at was these my pictures. idea by the way yes it was indeed yeah but yeah, there's some nice pictures on there. Mm. It's oh, really cool, really cool. Uh, but one of the, the things they had near the sort of bathrooms area, and I'll have to put a, a link to the artwork in the bathrooms. That's brilliant. Yeah. They had tiles, yeah. mosaic tiles in the Pac-Man. Oh, cool. It was really cool. My missus noticed. I went to the toilet, yeah. and it was quite neons in it. It was quite yeah. dark. I didn't even notice the floor. I didn't look. I just went, I'm going for a quick wee, and I'm yeah. going to go back and play games. So I was all excited. That's really cool, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was really, I mean, she took, she, have you seen the floor? And I went, yeah. no. She goes, I took a picture of it, and it, it looks really cool. Well, the Peckham one's got that. Oh, has there, it? Where you go in the toilet, and it's got all the old 80s comics all over the walls. Oh, marvellous. So you've got Crash Magazine and film oh, Sinclair posters. Like yeah, all well, that sort of oh, stuff. Oh, excellent. I can't wait to go yeah, there. Yeah, it sounds cool. good. And but near the toilets, as I was saying, there's three Nintendo cabs. Mm. They had Mario Brothers. Yeah, dedicated, wide body. No, no, thin body. Oh, same right. as our ones, yeah, but which you is know, a it's, kit. It's a kit. Yeah. And they had a Donkey Kong, mm -hmm. Pauline edition. Oh, this is what Clay had pink? done. It, no, it wasn't. It wasn't coloured like the colour when you think so it's of it. normal Donkey Kong colours. Normal Donkey Kong cab, but it had you playing Pauline. Yeah. And Mario or Jumpman at the, at the top. top, and you pick up his pliers and his hammer and all this yeah. lot, and it, it plays exactly the same, just with different graphics. And that's what yeah. Clay did. So oh. He copied that guy who did the NES version of his little girl. Is that for sale? I mean, can you buy these? It's a ROM hack. It's a ROM get, hack. Yeah, I think yeah. you can get it on Mame. So you okay. can put, if you know how to burn a ROM, which is quite easy, you, you can, can put it on. Your, yeah, I was going to do it on mine, but I just didn't do it yeah. again. Uh, and they also had um, a little dedicated Dr. Mario, which my wife was playing. Oh, I like Dr. Mario. Dr. Mario is this cool, super cool game. And I think someone made up the, the graphic art for the marquee in the bezel mm. and the controller. 
some of the other games I played. Uh, oh, another one there that was quite interesting. They had, they had a, a jammer switcher. You know yeah. those little things you can get. You can put two boards in together, and you yeah. press a button, and it swaps them over. They had one of those on with 1943 and Raiden Fighters Jet on there. Awesome two game. good shooters. Yeah, I played a bit of that as well. Some of the games they had there. They had Dragon Blaze, they had Asteroids, Marble Madness, Robotron, Dig Dug, Mrs. Pac-Man. Always speed up. Always got the speed up version, the real easy one where you, you, you go oh, okay. a lot quicker than the ghosts. But I find it a more fun game because you can play it for longer. Yeah. It, it does get hard later on when, when your yeah. you know, ghosts are really going for you. Uh, Burger Time they had there. Proper love Burger Time game. with Peter Pepper. No. Yep. Side art. Yep, the side oh, art. Really nice it was. Joust. Uh, yeah, it was really nice. A lot of games. They had, they had the big, they had a couple of modern ones. They had a couple of sit-down drivers for the younger people, I suppose. They had a couple of shooters in there as well, like a uh, time crisis or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And they had the table version of the the versus Pac-Man. You know, the big new one where you play against you play four players against each oh, other. Oh, the championship. One. Yes, that yeah, one. Yeah, they had yeah, that yeah, there, which cool. was nice. I quite like that actually. It was good. And upstairs they had a few more videos. Oh, I saw track and field up there. Dedicated track and field yeah. machine. There was a Robotron up up the stairs, and I mentioned that. Absolutely loads there, and they rotate them a lot as well. Apparently, yeah. so it's it's really nice. Proper arcade. Yeah. Really enjoy ground control. But as well as that, um, Kevin gave sent me a, a text. I had his number. He sent me a text sort of later on. I think then got until the next morning, early morning. So, oh, do you want to come around for brunch? You know, mm. we'll, we'll pick you up, take you around. And he, him and his wife Peace, who was lovely, yeah. took us around Portland. Awesome. They took us around in their car, showed us around. We went for brunch. Really, you eat really well there, mate. I'd be yeah. I'd be thirty stone if I lived there. Honestly, <laughs> they eat so well there. Yeah. Honestly, it's lovely. Well, because it's so cheap, I guess, is it? Yeah, but the quality. Especially yeah. Portland is well known for their food trucks which is yeah. a, you know they have a lot of these trucks selling all different ethnic foods mm-hmm. and all sorts it's absolutely brilliant it went to this really cool place and we had brunch there and everything and they said oh you know do you want to come off somewhere with them? yeah yeah cool so we went off to uh, a place called Specialty Coin Products which is on this little trading estate a little way out uh, we sort of we just walked in there and there was new machines in box mm-hmm. it, was, oh, it, was, it was like an arcade um, dealership yeah and we sort of just wandered around the place looking for old machines. And the guy said, um, can I help you? He was yeah. like, just wandering around. He didn't seem to mind. And this guy was called Mike, uh, Mike McWilliams. And he was really, really helpful, this guy. And he told me he's been, he's been in the arcades all his life. He was always sort of in them as a kid. When he turned 18, he, still, he went to work in one. And he still works in the arcade business now. And they, they supply new stuff, but they have got a load of old stuff there oh, wow. still. They still you know, sell the old retro cabs yeah. and stuff. Because Mrs. Pac-Man... You see them everywhere in America. Yeah. Every sort of bar or you know food place. You see the Mrs. You know Miss Pac-Man and Gallagher. You yeah. know, that, that new newish machine they did the sort of revamp of it. And you see it nearly everywhere. And it's always a speed up version. It's always easy to play for kids and stuff. And um, yeah, I said to him, "Oh, well, I suppose you've got any PCBs have you?" And I was after the usual Higgamaroos yeah. and Flickies and all that yeah, sort of stuff. Jumping Jack. Yeah, all that sort of stuff. <laughs> and he said, "Oh, actually, I did have loads. But a, a collector just recently cleared us out." I was like, Who's "Darn that? it! I don't know who it was Roger. actually." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ollie. No, none, <laughs> none of our as well. <laughs> none of our lot, which is unusual for them. <laughs> but yeah, it was some some dealer, some um, collector had been across, and they had a lot. But yeah. hopefully. He might be um, a contact for the future for maybe an import deal. Yeah, get a bunch of cabs. Think in maybe a, that's what you got to do, mate, to get your Grail cab, which is uh, Death Race. Death Race. Yeah. I might have a little lead on that. Good. We'll talk off air about Good for you. Good for you. Yeah. So that was really cool. Mm. Talked to him for a bit, uh, and went to a place that you'd love called Goodwill. 
Mm-hmm. And that's sort of like their Oxfam type of thing. It's like a charity shop. But their charity shops are huge. They're yeah. massive. They're not these little corner things or little ones in high streets like we get. They're yeah. like on a trading estate, oh, sort right. of big. And we took this one there. It was quite a nice one. And we just went straight to the sort of, well, my missus went to the book aisle, obviously. And I, then I went to, um, to the video games bit. And it's just a pile of really? controllers. And yeah. you could buy Wii's for like $30 and stuff. Yeah, those days are gone over here, unfortunately. I know, tons of stuff. And I got a picture of Kevin with the actual original, the first version of the Atari joystick. And he bought that. I think it was like $2.99. Yeah. And it took longer for the guy to go and find out what price it was and to actually find this stuff. Yeah. And we had a look at some of the other weird stuff there. It's had some weird and wonderful things. And he said, oh, we must go to this um, another Goodwill, but it's a little hurt further out. And it's actually, it's the place where everything is before it goes to the to the ground landfill. And this place was a bit of an eye-opener. You sort of went in and went, hmm, that's definitely a charity shop smell. <laughs> and we go in, and there was people digging through this stuff yeah. with gloves on. Really? It was that minky. That, that I was sort of like, yeah. <laughs> And apparently, you don't pay the item, you pay by the pound. Okay. So you fill a Just bag full of stuff you want. you want, and they weigh it, and you pay like two five dollars a pound for it. It's crazy. They're looking for rarities, I guess, aren't they? I don't think it was much there. Man. No. I think it's the stuff that they sort of they didn't want in the shops. It was bad, too right. bad, even for the it's shops. Sitting around too long in the I shops. Think so, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, as well as well as the events on at Ground Control, the, the Wednesday, you know, five dollars to get in. They have a quiz on the last Sunday of every month. I just missed it—an arcade quiz. Ah, uh, what could you win? I don't know. Yeah. I presume it's t-shirts and beer and yeah. stuff. I don't know, but that would have been awesome. I love yeah. a quiz. I love a pub quiz. You would quiz. have been good at that. But an arcade one would be even better. Yeah. I expect you would have got the proper nerds. But then it's a chance to meet like-minded people yeah. again, isn't it? You know, So Definitely. it would have been awesome doing that. Another kind of place that we went to, that was, that was ground control, basically. If you ever get a chance to go to Portland, it's a long way from the UK. On the Pacific Northwest, it's about 14 hours away. Go to ground control. It's yeah. amazing. And also, talking about clay earlier... Um, I did send him a, a follow-up email when I said oh, I couldn't make you know the time he was coming back with his meeting in Seattle because it was right near the airport. It was quite a way out for us to get to and it was sort of the last day and we didn't have time to do it. And he, I said, oh, would you mind talking to us over Skype in the future for an interview? And he said, yeah, yeah, no problem. Cool. So we've got to hopefully hook up with him and talk to him about ground control. Brilliant, that'd be awesome. And some of his products as well because yeah. he does some good stuff. So that'd be really cool. Another couple of places I went over there. Um, he was just wandering around. Um, I can't remember. We was going somewhere to eat, I think, and uh, we, was, we had to wait in a line. And they, they sort of give you forty-five minutes because a lot of the places are so popular. They got people hanging out the door waiting to get in. Really? So you sort of register. There's two of us, and they yeah. said, "Okay, we'll give you a buzz on your phone in Come fifty back. minutes, whatever." And, you, and they had a sort of bar across the road of their yeah. own. So we went across, and there's a place, a little pizza place. And I was just quickly going to get a drink, and there was like a, a sixty-in-one tabletop machine and two pinballs next to it. <laughs> That's what it's like. like that, yeah, yeah. yeah, over here it's almost impossible. It's like a niche never, thing now, isn't yeah. it? Yes. You know, it's for, for us, if you see a bar like the Four Quarters, it's the only one in the country. Yeah, it's a themed thing. Yeah, it's a big it? old yeah. niche thing, yeah. Um, so I went in there and there was these two young girls, they must have been about 13 to 15 years old. Mm. They would not get off this machine. Really? They were all playing Miss Pac-Man. <laughs> and have you listened to the recent, uh, what, I think the one last of No Quarter, where they discuss Miss Pac-Man? No. It's, it's very good, obviously. Right, and they yeah. discuss Miss Pac-Man, which is a classic game. Quite different to Miss, Mr. Pac-Man. And they were going on about sexism, because apparently... Oh, yes, I did. Yeah, I heard that. Midway, yeah. when they actually released the game, they yeah. really hashed up the, it's for girls, yeah. it's pink, yeah. when girls are going... 
Um, we play Pac-Man anyway. We don't care about yeah. the name. We just want to play the game. Because girls, you, girls you, play games anyway. Oh, no. It's that simple. I've never even thought of it like that. No, it's just, I mean, it's totally sexist. But do you think it helped sell the game in in, a, in that way back then? Not the way they Things, did it, but it, it's, yeah. it was one of their biggest sellers. I think just because the game's fun. Yeah. And I think it, it, it expanded on an already really popular game. Yeah. When they put a few different mazes in, a few different things with the fruit, and I think it's just and in the intervals that are different as well. I think that just made it a bit better, but it's, it's almost the same game. You know, you know the story yeah. of how, yeah. how it was developed and stuff. Yeah. The sexism thing for me in arcades has never really come into yeah. it because when I was a kid, all the girls and girlfriends at school went with the lads to play yeah. games and we just got on with it. We never said, oh, you've got to be Valkyrie on Gauntlet. I'm being Thor. No, but Everyone I, just played their favourite characters. There weren't so many girls in the arcades back then. I don't remember them. Oh, a, lot so of the girls, a lot of the girls I hung out with. Yeah. I remember going to a girl who was down the end of my road and we used to go to the youth club. We always used to play Donkey Kong Jr. Yeah. on the tables together. But it's a bit like... And she was better than me at it It's as well. a bit like... I mean, times have changed, thank God, mm. for the better now. But I mean, back in the 80s, going to watch bands like Iron Maiden, it was purely all guys there. And hair. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And still is. <laughs> yeah, you, basically, without your hair. It still is. But, I mean, you know, arcades, I can imagine, were a bit like that back in the day. Well, not, you not know? in the... In were they was... associated more with nerdy guys? Well, not, it wasn't I mean? really, because at the time, it wasn't a nerdy thing to do. It was the kind of thing everyone did. Yeah. When you were a teenager, everyone played games. Yeah. You know, it wasn't it wasn't sort of sat at home tapping away on your computer writing a, a yeah. subroutine for something. It was going out and playing games. Then when you came home, you played the poorer versions on your home computers and your yeah. home consoles. And I mean, the arcade there, a lot of you know, lads used to go out with their girlfriends on the seafront and stuff, and they used to go in the arcades and yeah. everyone used to just play together. Yeah. You know, it was it, the girls used to say, oh, I'm not really good, but they flipping were good at yeah. it. They were a lot better than us half the yeah. time. And it, it never sort of bothered me no but I didn't say oh of, you can't play this because you're a girl a lot of the games were aimed at boys because there was a lot of them were space themed or either cowboy themed weren't they yeah or fighty things fighty things but then girls like the same things as boys they yeah. used to like playing cars as well as other stuff so you know it never really bothered me uh, and there is there's a big thing with girl gamers now with the modern games I mean they have clans of girl gamers oh, and stuff and they're totally they're yeah. mega they're amazing at these yeah. things I wouldn't even attempt to play these girls. These no. walk all over me. And even on Twitter, there's so many females yeah, just gamers. talking games. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I even retro stuff. Yeah. There's, there's a girl uh, who, one of the Retro Obscura guys, uh, did a, a single podcast with recently, and she's a chip tune programmer. Yeah. Uh, Circuit Bird, she's called. She's up uh, near Manchester, I think. And I got onto her about doing some music for us. So, uh, I think she's done one arcade tune. She does a lot of tunes for console stuff, and she's really good. And you've got well. the Splatterhouse World Champions. Yes, girl. she's a female, yeah, yeah. And it was always said that girls are good at Centipede. They were good at it, but it was nothing to do with it. It wasn't yeah. feminine themed, was it? It was just a thing at the bottom shooting yeah. bugs, for God's sake. So, yeah, that sort of got. I sort of thought it was quite an interesting discussion they gave and I thought I'd just talk to you about it because I never really noticed it. I don't yeah. notice it now even. I never think of it like that. You know. Well, there's a lot more female characters in games as well and to be honest with you, when I'm yeah. playing a game, I'd much rather look at a female character than a, a, a male character. Yeah, yeah. If you know yeah. what I mean. I know just what you mean. it's more beautiful to look at. Absolutely. Especially if they're drawn well like Lara Croft or yeah. Bayonetta, you know. Yeah, I know you like Bayonetta. You've got oh, a thing for Bayonetta. Oh, definitely, you? yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I tell, tell you one thing that really bothers me about game construction these <clears throat> days is whether they're male or female, gay or straight, because that's mm. even coming into games now. Which why not? Yeah. 
they're always really fit looking. They're yeah. always really muscular. Yeah. Big flowing hair if it's a square it's game. Cliche, Why don't they have yeah. fat geezers like us running around? getting out of breath and falling over walls and hurting themselves rather than just these guys who can jump 50 foot in the air yeah, and stuff. There's a couple in Street Fighter fat, aren't they? Oh um, yeah, Honda. I suppose there is, yeah. Mr. Eddie Honda, yeah. yeah. But he's a sumo. Yeah. And there's, there's other guy in Street Fighter 4 as well, the big massive guy with a big belly that flaps yeah. about. But yeah, why don't they just have normal people rather than yeah. these beautiful looking people? That's my thing. We want more ugly people in yeah. games. Talk about actually that... Um, sexism and stuff do you know the first game that had gave the option to yeah. be male or female do you know what that was go on quiz me what is Ant it attack really yeah you could be a boy or a girl that was the first game you could choose so that. your character was a, a letter b or a letter g <laughs> was it no it had a little skirt she had a little skirt and oh you yeah because all see... women wear skirts don't of they of course they do yeah i wear skirts. In the day. <laughs> i'm scottish i'm allowed to wear a yeah. kilt yeah, so that's, yeah, that's quite an interesting thing. A bit of trivia for you. Absolutely. On to more American stuff, I think. So that was the pizza place. The, the pinballs they had in there were Wheel of Fortune, which was quite good, and Pirates of the Caribbean, which is a good pin. I like that one. Another place we saw, like that food place, is a famous place called Voodoo Donuts. And they're quite well known for mm. these, these amazing, they do about 50 or 60 different types of donuts, and they're massive. We went there one night about 10, 11 o'clock at night. And there were still people like queuing up to get. I can't eat those things. I know they were huge. Honestly, yeah, I, like I do. I, I like a donut, and we took them back. We didn't eat them that night because it was getting late, and we just had dinner. And we thought we'd just go there on the off chance to be the line, the line, yeah. not the queue. The line would be smaller, and it was, and it wasn't yeah. too bad. And it was cooling down a little bit because it was hot over there. And as we were waiting to get in, what did I spy? As soon as I my eye caught it, two pinballs in there for you to play where you wait for your donuts. And they were. They were Twilight Zone and Lord of the Rings. Both two good pinballs. classic pins. People yeah. were playing them as well. Yeah. They were putting 70, 50, 75 uh, cents into them and playing them. I'm surprised pins. we haven't got that many over here, to be honest with you. I think beer pubs. and pinball is a big thing over there. Yeah. It sort of goes hand in hand yeah. almost. So it, used cool. to be, it used to be sort of pool or darts yeah. and, and beer, but now it seems to be going pinball. Well, over here we used to have the pool table, didn't we, and the, and the dartboard, and even that's gone now. And even you know, the space the, the pubs back have in been the early on 80s, demise, haven't they, for the last 10 years. Yeah, they're stale it's, now, aren't really they? It really sucks. That's probably people in this country stay in and have a beer, don't yeah. they? Or go in the garden. Really and rubbish. It, you know? So that was Voodoo Donuts as well. And that was sort of it for Portland. Portland was a brilliant holiday destination. Mm. Absolutely amazing. It was red hot as well. We bought a few things over there. And the exchange rate is so favourable for us at the moment. It was rude not to buy certain things. I bought loads. What did you of, buy? Well, actually, something that me and the wife will use independently, but for the podcast, I bought um, an iPad, so we can even have the game running next to us on the iPad when I've jailbroked it um, to watch and, and sort of give us yeah. ideas about the mission, the game we we're playing. The memories, yeah, yeah, yeah that'd be cool. pretty good. That we can even get a little iCade, maybe have a few games while we're, we're doing the podcast. It'd be quite cool. And I bought like loads of trainers. Sorry, yeah. sneakers. <laughs> Sneakers because pants. I. Did you buy pants? I bought pants. I'm wearing a new set of pants. Um, I call them sneakers, even in the UK, because I sneak more than I train. Mm. You don't run then? No, don't, I don't run for anything, mate. No, it doesn't look like I might it. run for me dinner. <laughs> so the next place we went to, we had to go to a wedding just for a day and a half. Uh, a little place called Spokane, and it's sort of in between Chicago and Seattle. It's quite. It's not a very big town, and it's quite a sleepy sort of place. And the people who are getting married, it's her parents live there. And they've already been married in Germany, but they were sort of doing it for the American side, because it's an American and German person. Lovely people. Uh, we went there to get to see them getting married again because we missed the one in Berlin. And um, before the, the the wedding was sort of in the evening at five o'clock, 
and uh, we decided to have a wander around in the day and it was ultra hot again and I thought let's go and get a drink there's a sort of fairgroundy place over there and we sort of wandered around and it was like a sort of rides and I think there's an aquarium mm. there as well and there was a cinema so I asked to see if there's an arcade comes in just an off chance and they had the sort of normal uh, pinballs yeah. as usual and then some grabbers and stuff and I saw a game I've never ever seen before it was a sit down Atari Stun Runner S-T-U-N Runner Stun Runner I think I've seen that in our arcade but is this an old 70s game no no it's uh, like a, maybe even a 90s game oh right it was sort of you know the more modern sort of uh, medium res graphics yeah. that Atari did and it's sort of like a, light, uh, a cycle game you sit on it like a motorbike and mm. you've got a, a steering yoke like um, Star Wars yeah but the machine was in really good condition. I've never seen a sit-down. Mm-hmm. I think you can get an upright version of it as well. You sent me a picture of it, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. And the screen had either lost blue or green, so it was all quite red. You could still yeah. see it, and I had a quick go on it, and it seemed quite a good so game. It's like light cycles, is it? Like a Tron? No, no, it's just it's almost like a 3D thing coming towards you, oh, sort of okay. running around. I think you go into the air and then fly yeah. around as well later on, but I didn't get that far in it. You liked it? Yeah, it was a good little game, actually, yeah. but um, I've never seen one before, and it was like no. the sort of more... I've never seen that before, yeah. sort of thing. Even in Fun Spot and other places in America, I've never seen it. And then we're on to Seattle, home of Frasier. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling, toss salads and scrambled eggs. We stayed in two two areas because we had to sort of move off the last couple of days because we had a bit of a mix-up with hotels and we had to book somewhere else. And we stayed in a place called the Fremont area. Sort of a sort of part of Seattle, and there was Adderball, which is sort of more a pinball bar. That was an experience, quite a yeah. fun one actually. Why? Well, as soon as I got in there, it was sort of like a, I wouldn't say it was a dive, but it it looked quite a sort of homely, sleazy beer joint. Yeah. But in a good way. Yeah. In a really good way. You would have loved it, honestly. There's loads of blaring music, sort of eighties and nineties rock and all that yeah. sort of stuff. And as soon as I got in the door there, I sort of quick look round and the guy behind the bar, it was this like this sort of uh, sort of a stoner, hippie type yeah. long hair surfer type guy. He was a really cool bloke. He says, Hey dude, and he had my ground control t shirt. Yeah. He said, Hey, you're getting a beer for that t shirt. I went, Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> as soon as I walked in the door, I didn't yeah. open my mouth. I said, oh, yeah. thanks, mate. Yeah. Oh, I'll have one of those. So I sort of pointed yeah. to a can on the on the thing there. And it was a can of this beer, I can't remember what it's called, but it had a white horse on the front. Yeah. And before he gave it to me, I thought, what's he doing? He picked a screwdriver, a big old screwdriver, the, yeah. probably the biggest screwdriver I've ever seen. I thought, what's he gonna do with that? Yeah. And he scratched a little horn on it and he made it into a unicorn. <laughs> and he gave me this beer. I was like, um, weird. Thanks. <laughs> so, <laughs> drank it. I had to chat with him and stuff. I said, yeah. oh, you know, and he, he was a really nice bloke, actually. Yeah. I said, oh, are you the only owners, one of the owners here? So I'll do this podcast, blah, blah, blah. I might want to talk to you. He said, yeah, yeah, me and my buddy do it, man. Yeah. I was like, oh, cool, okay. <laughs> and I sort of wandered off and I played a few games and stuff. And that's where I saw the Nintendo Red 10. That's why I, oh, I, so I sent jealous. that WhatsApp message to you straight yeah. away. That, oh, God. I can't wait to play one of those. It was nice, actually. Yeah. It's the first time I've ever touched one in real life. Yeah. First time. So, yeah, really so what do they have that. running on that? They had Dr. Mario, favourite yeah. of ours on one side, and they had, on the other side was Mario Brothers, but it was a hacked version. Right. And you played like a little skater guy. He was on a skateboard, and when you turn into Big Mario, I think you turn into like a rocker or something, I can't remember. Okay. But it had slightly different graphics. You know, they used to do a lot of uh, NES hacks. Yeah. You can get like 100 versions of Mario with different graphics and stuff and different levels. And it was done like that. But obviously, they're they're almost the same as NES games. I think they're quite adaptable. And someone had adapted this. Oh, wow. They had a couple of... They had the, the obligatory Mrs. Pac-Man. Yeah. They had a Defender in there. Um, they had a Double Dragon. Yeah. They had Golden Axe there as well. Yeah. They had a Tetris. 
I think the puzzle games are quite big in America. I saw Tetris a few times and Arkanoid I saw a few so times. Was this, as well. was this like a themed arcade or just how it had so happened? It was, to, it was mainly just... a pinball joint, right, if you okay. want to call it that. And they had a lot of old pinballs there as well as some yeah. new ones. And they had this weird cocktail pinball. It was named after uh, an old actor, I can't remember the name of it, but it was sort of like a, a tabletop oh, yeah, height, sort of three-quarter thing. Yeah. It was a weird little thing. And when I first went there, it wasn't working, so I wanted to go, and I took a picture of it, and I wandered around the arcades. It was ultra-hot ultra in there again mm. as well. I was drinking a beer and that. And there was loads of people outside in the beer garden. Everyone was having a really cool atmosphere in there, yeah. really nice. So I played a few games. Wife played some pinballs with me and stuff, and we wandered back. So that was a lot of fun. And I was talking to the, the guy behind the bar. He said, yeah, man, this is the thing I do. And he, he was saying, I, I'm, a, I'm, an, I'm a sort of animator, and he, he had some like, hand-drawn What well, did he think of your accent? Was it like... He didn't really notice it, guys. So, yeah, he, so he knew us from the UK and stuff, yeah. but he didn't really dwell on it that no. much. Um, and he sort of gave me one of his hand-drawn pictures and stuff and all this sort of thing, and you know, it was quite good. Yeah, so that was that. Was that. I actually went there again later on uh, to meet up with a guy from the Seattle, one of the Seattle arcade user groups. I'm not sure how they got in contact with me. I think I put a, an ad out somewhere, I can't remember what it was, saying I'm going to be in Seattle, do you want to meet up? And some people got back to me, saying oh, there's a couple of guys interested in meeting you. Oh, cool. Is it okay if I put your email? I said, yeah, no problem. It's through the podcast, people just listening? I don't or? think it's from the podcast. Yeah. I'm not sure what it was through, but it's like a user group they go, like a, oh, uh, okay. a Google Mail user group. And a guy called Michael Johnson got back to me on there, said, oh, I'd like to meet you. You know, I can meet, I'm only like five minutes away from Adderball. I'll pick you up if you want. Come and look at my, I've got mainly electromechanical machines. It's like, oh, oh wow, interesting. Yeah, I love that you stuff. Know? And I said, yeah, okay, mate. So I sort of went there on my own this time because we just got back on the bus somewhere and my missus was quite tired. I said, okay, you go back there. I'm just, it's only a block mm -hmm. away, mm -hmm. this place. I think two blocks in total. So I said, oh, I'm going to meet this guy, Michael. He's, he sent me, he's been there in about 10 minutes. I had his, um, his text message. Mm. We've been there in 10 minutes. So I'll see you there. I won't be too late getting back because we've got to sort of, we had to go the next day to the next hotel. I went there and I saw the, the stoner guy again. Yeah. He was ever so funny, this guy. Yeah. He was great. And I sort of said to him, he said, hey man, I've been on a great time. I've been in, I've been in, the, in the sea all day surfing yeah. and stuff, just sitting there. My niece was throwing me beers down in the water. I was like, okay, cool, that sounds fun. <laughs> and he, I said, um, oh, would you, I haven't got my dictaphone with me at the moment, so I just got off the bus. Uh, I need to talk to you guys sometime. He said, oh yeah, yeah, my buddy's here, the other owner. So, oh, cool. And he said, hey, come in here, man. And this other guy came and said hello. I said, all right, mate, I've got something to show you. Yeah. He just pulled his trousers down. What? Showed me his pants. I went, and? Okay, yeah. this guy just shuffled up and said, hey, he's been a bit lately. I was like, yeah. okay. He's been smoking a bit much. <laughs> I think he might. It was quite funny. Yeah. It was quite unusual. So I went, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're in the right place here. You know? Yeah, but <laughs> the, the guy, he sort of said, um, oh, oh if you, if you, do you have this stuff in the UK? And it was like 2020. Remember 2020 wine? It's like a fortified coloured wine. No. Oh, when I was a kid, when I was sort of at college, they had these, they used to buy them in little bottles, and it's this quite strong, sweet, it's like an yeah. alcohol pot. Yeah. I said, oh, I remember that. So, yeah, have a shot with me. All free again. Yeah. He sort of pulled these little orange things out, we just noshed these things back, and I had another one beer. I thought, I better not have too much, I've got to meet this guy in yeah. a minute. I was playing Mrs. Pac-Man, because it's a game I could sort of play for a while, and I sort of got this guy behind me, and I thought, I'll just be nice, Michael. And I sort of stopped playing, hey, how you doing, mate? Oh, yeah. yeah. We talking. So I've got a Pac-Man out at a friend's of mine place. I said, oh, yeah. So yeah, I sort of rent games out a little bit as a side business. Oh, cool, yeah. And he said he's put Pac-Man, um, a Mexican restaurant, a friend of his, Mexican restaurant, and he said it's paid for itself many times over. Jeez. It's yeah, mad, it isn't it? It shows you, doesn't it? It works. It yeah. works over there. These yeah. arcade machines are still working their yeah. way through. So he said, he said, oh, do you want to just get there now? Because he obviously played and everything. He's actually supplied some of the pinballs there. 
know, he'd mm. actually sold them to them, so he knew the place inside out. I said, yeah, cool, if you want, yeah. So I live a few blocks away, you know, it's not far. I've got the truck outside. Took me in there, I started chatting. Lovely bloke, mm. really, really nice guy. So accommodating. It's just amazing. These people are so friendly over there. Mm. It's really, really nice. We nipped to his house and uh, he showed me around his house. And as soon as you came in there, so this is my office on the side there. And he had like uh, so many things. He had loads of carnival signs and the old arcade signs from arcades that had closed down. He even had those, you know, almost like what the butler saw. You look inside and you see a little flip of the oh, picture. Oh, yeah, going the up. 1930s. Yeah, stuff. He had yeah, one of those. It was amazing. amazing yeah. It was all still working, but the, yeah. the condition. Yeah. was amazing. Yeah. I mean, if you just left that in a building in the UK, it would rot yeah, to nothing to dust. the whole arcade memorabilia going yes, right away back. Yes, that's a good description of his yeah. thing, memorabilia. Yeah. And he had all sorts of stuff. It was amazing. And he said, oh, yeah, yeah. Said, do you want a beer? I said, yeah, thanks. And he went into his kitchen, and he had, like, one of these, these really old, like, the cast iron um, chocolate bar dispensers. Oh, I can't give you a chocolate bar. I've got none in there at the moment. He yeah. said, I store my cornflakes in the bottom of it. And he opened this little thing and he had all these breakfast cereals in there. I was like, that's pretty cool for a kitchen. Yeah. And he went to this machine. He put 30 cents in, like two, yeah. uh, no, so 50 cents, two quarters. And he pulled his, like the thing that lets go with the beer and he gave me a sole. Awesome. I was like, that's brilliant. Yeah. And I sort of showed me around his, he had a basement little arcade and stuff. And his, his lads were there, he had some young lads who were playing Lego and stuff. And he sort of played a lot of the games yeah. with him. And it's nearly all electromechanical. And he had a, a Midway Space Invaders okay. video. And he had a rather nice pinball, I can't which one it was. It's on, on the show notes, the pictures of it. The pictures of his place are on the show notes as well. So please look at those. So these really good. mechanical games, were they Sega? It all makes. Some of the names remember? I can't remember the name of, but he had a lot of Ballys. Ballet yeah. was an old 60s, yeah. I think even before that. He had games from the 20s really? up to like the 60s and then early 70s. He had a really nice collection. Mm. And some of these, you know, as you said about the raid earlier, he had games from this place called, they think they called it the Time Warp Warehouse. I think it was in Canada. And it, apparently it was a huge place, level upon level upon level of machines. Mm -hmm. Some of them still in boxes, never been taken out of the box. And these electromechanical machines from the 60s, had never been played when he got them, Incredible. or very few plays, and still in their box. Yeah, I took some pictures. Some of the machines still are out amazing. There, it? Some of it, well, in places like the states. Yes, maybe. I think, and he had contacts to get more of these things really? as well. So yeah, he had some good contacts there. And some of the machines were amazing. I'd never seen mm. them before. No. And there was there was one one of the games I really liked with a rolling wheel. You had these three toy cars on it, and they moved independently. And you had your car was a projection. Right. On onto this wheel, so you could see your car, so but it wasn't was solid. Like on a cylinder. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah, it was yeah. On, a, on a big sort of wheel. Yeah. There's three wheels moving together. Yeah. With these, you know, the rivals' cars, but your car was projected. Yeah. So it was like a ghost car. Right. It was amazing. It was yeah. all done with black lights. So I was like, yeah. how do they do, do that? that? <laughs> and as you were playing it, when you get your foot off, the, it wasn't just put your foot down and steer. If you let your foot off a gas pedal, the three wheels that move in the opposite cars moved independently. Mm. So they'd leave a gap so you can weave in get between in. the cars and actually use a bit of skill. And I, I didn't play very well at it, but it was brilliant. Yeah. yeah. And I played this um, old baseball game that I think was a 40s or a 50s one. It was a huge, big, long, big glass thing. And it's like a big... Um, sort of channel, like a ramp going down towards you and like a little ramp at the end. And you've got this little cast iron baseball guy and you squeeze a trigger and he, he, he whacks his bat. Yeah. And what happens, when you press the start button, a wooden ball, like the size of a pinball, but made out of wood, 
falls down this ramp towards you, and as it comes off, then you've got to whack the ball and try and get it in the back of the stalls mm-hmm. like a home run. Yeah. And when you get it in the back, it knows it's obviously got a sensor in the back. Yeah. It tells you've got a home run. It was just so much fun. And we was talking about it, and he knew a lot about these machines. Mm. He restored all these things, but he didn't do a lot to the outside of the machines. He was just, he liked to leave them authentic. Yeah, just But they weren't, they weren't absolutely mangled yeah. like you'd think. There was yeah. maybe a little scuff of paint, a little bit where you've been playing it and yeah. it rubbed the artwork off maybe, but amazing conditioning machines. Yeah. And there was, there was like a shuffle puck thing you play where you, you had this heavy sort of puck and I said, how does it work? There's no air under the table, like an air hockey. He said, oh, it's these beads. And he showed me this little bag of beads he had. It's like a sort of wax bead. And you just scattered it on. They're tiny, like half a million diameter, these beads. You scattered it on the thing. And it's it sort of like marbles. Yeah. And it floated. And what you had to do is if you've got the puck right in the center, you've got a home run. It went ping. And you get a home run come up. But if you've got it sort of towards the side, you've got lesser runs awesome. until you run out of turns. But yeah. if you've got a home run, you've got an extra turn and stuff. And it was brilliant. So much fun. I've never seen these. I think they might have been American only because they're baseball well, themed. There's sites on these electrical mechanical games. He did mention yeah, a site. I'll get in contact with him. Yeah, yeah, I said, can, is there I anything? Sorry, there is user groups. That's where he... about the Battle Shark? Yes, I did. Yeah, he said, I've yeah. not heard of that one. No. And he went on his big Apple Mac computer in yeah. his office and we looked at him and he said, oh, he yeah. got quite interested. Yeah. I said, well, my mates, we're yeah. going to do a blog of it and yeah. stuff. So we, we will. Yeah. And he said, I've never seen one of those before. Because yeah. that was quite late in the EM market, wasn't it? Yes. 78. 75. Oh, was it 75? Yeah, it was 75. That's quite like, because the EMs started from like the 40s and 50s. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, they call it, they don't call it an EM, do they? They call it an EVM or oh, something. Oh, it's video. It's video. Yes. 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 Yeah. It's not really mechanical yeah. as such. He had all sorts of um, like shooting games as well, where you had to yeah. shoot things. But when you look into the machine, I was like, oh, this thing must be like nine feet deep. Mm. And you look on the back of it, and it's two feet deep. And the yeah. actual play area was down in front of you yeah. when you looked in the machine properly it was down in front of you and it was projected oh, from mirrors it. yeah i love and black stuff. lights and yeah. you had this with the creepy um sort of crypt thing where you got to shoot the the, yeah. the things flying the witches flying past amazing games yeah. these like oh they're so much fun it's just how clever were these people to develop these things back in those days amazing and he said they're really reliable as well yeah once they, he said now and again you get a There's solid a of burnout. No, nope, nope. circuits. He says things burn out and again, but he's got loads of spares. He's got bucket yeah. fulls of spares. So, yeah, it was really cool. So, yeah, he was a really, really nice guy. He drove me back. Like, well, I think I was there to about midnight. Really? So I won't be out late. <laughs> we was just chatting. and He had an asteroids cocktail cabin as well, actually. But he'd, he'd been through loads of arcade machines. Yeah. And I think he just settled on electromechanical. He had yeah. a, oh, sorry, he had a dragon's lair as well. I went, oh, dragon's lair. Said, yeah, I know what you mean. He yeah. said, but... And he called his lad in, his younger lady said, show me how to play this for me. I was like, oh, here we go. I had a quick go and just died immediately. If you don't jump that way, you're dead. And the lad got through to the first part where it says, put more coins in to continue the game because you get to a certain part and you've got to put more coins in unless you you change the settings. I was like, this kid can probably do this. And he was really good at it. His his reactions were like lightning, not like us old duffers who can't do anymore. And he was really (laughs) cool, this lad. So that was really, really nice. He got a lot of his memorabilia from an arcade that closed down mm. that he used to frequent as a kid so he had loads of this stuff mm. signs everywhere like and had the space for it all, I guess yeah we well, had a basement all in too. Town, all yeah all in the basement and some of the lads bedrooms had he had like big cockpit driving games mm. EM driving games you know with the rolling roads and the sort of uh, video bits you going on you see that over here do you one of them he had you could choose two games it actually had um, like a video reel sort of going around like on a wheel yeah 
as like an attract screen on an EM okay. machine. How cool yeah. is that? Yeah, I can't imagine. It that. was really cool. Yeah. It was really nice. And that was almost a brand new one as well. I had to sit in that. I could actually fit in the damn thing as well, which yeah. is nice. But yeah, that was really cool. Uh, another thing we did there, there's there's a retro shop just behind our little hotel. It was in a sort of um uh, hostel, but it was a private room there. And around the corner it's like it's got like a retro den. There's a tattooist in there, there's places selling comics and stuff. And there's this huge place and it sold all old stuff. We're talking clothes, comics, NES carts, Apple IIs, Commodore 64 oh, bits, old tellies, you know the old, yeah. the round ones? Yeah. And like UHF um, radios, and I think they had gramophones Pong in there. And stuff, they didn't know, they might have had a tele games. Yeah, yeah, they might have had one of those. But it was, it was fascinating, this place. Yeah. And I, I saw a load of Commodore 64 stuff. You can get a full on Commodore 64 with a, a, a boxed original disk drive and software cartridges and tapes for seventy dollars. Was what? They had little Apple monitors in there. Yeah. It's just unbelievable amount of stuff. It was like this is. It was almost like the lanes in Brighton. Yeah, that sort of thing, but bigger. And this was one shot. Game in heaven. It was. It was cool. You'd have loved it. Another place we went to went to a place called Full Tilt um, Ice Cream Parlor. We were sort of walking around somewhere. I can't remember where it was in a certain area. And he says, oh, that place has got pinball. I was getting really high. I was tired. Went, oh, it's oh. only pinball. I, I like pinball, but I'd seen a lot of I've it. I've seen them all, yeah. And he said, oh, we'll just go here. And I'm glad we did. Yeah. Pictures on the web, on the show notes again. Yeah. There was three candy cabs in there, playing some really cool games. There was about 20 pinballs, all modern ones. It must have cost a fortune. The ice cream was brilliant as well. It was really cool. And out sort of where the bathrooms were at the back, there was this little tiny half sort of size pinball. Yeah. But it wasn't a pinball. You put like 25 cents in, a quarter in, and it's gumballs, chewing gum. Oh, okay. And it, it spits one out as a ball, and you play the pinball. To win the gum. No, you win the gum anyway, because it, oh, okay. it falls up. But if you get the actual gum that's come down as a yeah. ball into one of the holes, you win another one. Okay. So I won two. It's, like, it's brilliant. <laughs> it's, I've never seen one of those before. It's just a really cool little thing. Rather than yeah. just twisting a slot and getting a gumball out, you had to play a game to get another one, which was really nice. Yeah, they had Super Street Fighter 2 on one of them, which was set to hard, because I died straight away. It wasn't me, it was yeah. set to hard. Uh, Ninja Turtles in Time, the later Turtles game on, on these candy cabs, and Escaluda, which I had a good go on, which was cool. But they had a Hyper Bishy Bashy there, three-player Bishy Bashy. That was a PS1 game, wasn't it? Yeah, but it was an original uh, Namco arcade game. Right. What it is, is a set of mini-games, like Wario. Yeah. And you've got three buttons, and you've got to bash the buttons against your mates to do different things. Yeah. So if you want to make a guy run, you press red and blue to make his red and blue wellies run or something. Yeah. And you've got these aliens and it's just loads of like 30 mini games. And it shows you how to play them and you just play against you and it's frantic. The buttons yeah. are like four inch diameter buttons. Yeah. They're huge, all lit up things. That's real fun. I got a bit hot and sweaty playing that one. Yeah, and then another place in Seattle, we, we rented a car for the day as well. Cause I, 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 I don't mind driving in America, it's quite easy. But I'm always a bit anxious about using a higher car because oh. you deposit and you think oh god I don't want to you know it's a, a foreign country different side of the road you've got to be really careful but in 10 minutes you're fine did you go see live music because you're into music as well we went to the mu music museum there which was yeah. uh, very Nirvana themed yeah so that's obviously saying, where they came from but we did go we didn't see any bands there no but we we did go to that museum which was a lot of fun you'd there's, love it there's no Rock scene music. there now then really but, there oh, is, yeah, yeah 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 lots of indie bands go there and play there but we didn't really see any where, when we were there, no. that's all. But uh, we went to uh, we went to, we went in a car. We, bought, we hired a car. We went out to Nosquami, which is where Twin Peaks was filmed. We wanted to see the waterfall and the yeah. big hotel, and we actually went to the little diner there where he goes and has 
uh, cherry pie and cup of joe coffee because yeah. it's a famous thing we went there and we had coffee and, and all this sort of stuff we had our breakfast there and we, and we sort of wandered around the sites and did this and we went to uh, one of the shopping outlets there we bought jeans and vans sneakers and all this sort of stuff and my wife bought some bags and things like that and because uh, it was just even less than half price because yeah. these places were discounted again yeah. so it was a heaven for shoppers you know it was brilliant and we sort of out there and we sort of said, oh, we don't want to go back too early. We don't want to get traffic. I don't want to mm. hit loads of traffic when we're getting back into Seattle because I had to drop this thing off. And she said, oh, do you want to go to another Castle Arcade Edition, which was this shop out there. Mm. Someone said, oh, it's the best one in Seattle. I went, oh, we might as well. We've got time, yeah. I'm so glad I did. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. This place was equal to ground control. Really? It was, you would have creamed yourself. <laughs> Basically, it was a big retro video game console shop yeah. we're talking walls and walls of snes games walls of nes games 15 television games in the box uh they had really cool nintendo signs yeah. you know lit up signs did you take pictures of it oh yes yeah. that's also on the website that. i haven't seen them also on the show notes to this place and they had like graffiti outside the place of all arcade characters to picture cool. me next to it and it was brilliant yeah but that's not even the best part of it. They had an arcade bolted on the side of it. So in the shop, you turned round from the counter, they had a, a, a Neo Geo machine. They had a little tiny bar top Arkanoid, a plastic molded machine, all in one thing. It wasn't a built thing, it was an actual game. Yeah. And we played Arkanoid on it together. And a load of other games, like four or five games in the main place, and all this, all this console stuff. And there's a sort of shutter door, and you go into this huge arcade, and they had more four-player machines I've ever seen in my whole life. All new stuff, modern stuff. Not modern, modern, no. but sort of nineties. Yeah. You know, they had, they had that Candy game cows. you like. No, no, not candies or wooden ones, but the big control panels. Oh, okay. They had like the Turtles. They had Simpsons. They had uh, the Dungeons Dragons one you like. Yeah. You know, Shadow of Mystaria, yeah. was it? They had that. They had Spider-Man. They had X-Men. All the... Fo uh, I think they had NBA Jam. I think every four-player game you can think of, they had in there to play. Was it busy? And people were playing. Yeah. Yeah, there's a load of teenagers came in behind me while I was trying to concentrate on Donkey Kong. How dare they yeah. enjoy themselves making a noise? <laughs> and they were, they were screaming at each other, trying yeah. to play and, and kill each other and fight. Yeah. Get that one! And it just... Really yeah, cool games that do well in the bars, I think, as well. They do, know? yeah, because everyone sort of wants to beat their mates yeah. up, you know, in competition. So there was that going on, and there was so many cool. There was Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Junior, another Cuba, the table version, which is super rare. Oh. I said to the guy, and he sort of went, "Oh, is it?" I said, yeah. "God, it really is." They had a mini tiny Neo Geo machine, a little oh. tiny one. You know, you know, we talked about uh, that game we did, Last Resort. Yeah, and. We talked about the different kinds of cab they had in America. They had the mini one, the really right. nice little kiddies one. So at the same side as a, as a Dino King, I sort of sat, I took a picture with me next to it. And they had loads of cool games. I mean, yeah. games I love playing as well. I, was, yeah. I played a lot of them. And they, they, had, and they had one candy cab with, with Street Fighter 3 third, third Strike, which is cool. Yeah. And they had like high scores of other machines and stuff. And I was talking to the guy who was... Because was, what happens is I went into the console shop to look for the television games, which I bought quite a few of. And I was talking to the guy there 
and he told me about it. it started off as a console shop just with like a Mrs. Pac-Man table and one other machine and it developed into a bigger console shop and mm. then he bought the place next door and they moved into that and he bought back the place and kept two places yeah. and it just expanded and it's huge you must be doing well then to and, get that big. and what happens when I was talking to him I was paying for my games because working out all the price stuff the shutter's going whoa, 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 it's not shutting is it yeah. he said no so what happens now? It's five o'clock. Yeah. Put the shutter down. This place is still open here. You've got to go out this place into next door. They start selling beer now. I was like, oh. whoa, that is brilliant. Yeah. By the car, so I couldn't drink. But I thought, that's going to get you know the older punters. And he said, I think kids are still allowed in there till eight. Yeah. And then they've got to go. It's just over 21s after yeah. that. But what a great idea. Fantastic. And it was just amazing. Honestly, it was really, really cool. But the television stuff I bought there, we'll get onto that when we do our, well, mm. when we eventually get, we've got over an hour now, eventually get to our picks and the pickups because yeah. we've got a load of that to do as well. Um, but I bought a load of stuff there, cheap, cheap as chips, they really were. But that that, um, that little Arkanoid machine, me and my wife play that because she quite likes Arkanoid. And it's like on a little sort of spinny plinth, you can sort of spin it around. So if cool. you sort of stand and left, you pull it to the left and push it to the right. That was a really nice little thing. So that was a really cool place, really cool place. Uh, another place in Seattle I went to is a place called Shorty's Pinball Bar, quite famous. I didn't like it, mm. that place. It, I went on my own, um, it was it was ultra hot then, again. I went in there and they didn't have aircon in there, which is unusual for America, and it was quite quite hot. I think they wanted you to drink more, that's the idea of it. And there was a lot of pinballs in there, and there was, there was a lot of um, troops there at the moment, a lot of, um, I think, Navy people, because it's a big okay. port, and there was a, a, a ship in, yeah. and they have to wear all their smart clothes they're all, all right. in white you can see them a mile away I think it's so they, you can see them yeah. and they get treated really well these guys yeah. the, the, the naval people and I think all the forces get respect they've got a lot of yeah. free offers first drink free half price things it's really nice a lot of those guys in there all playing and I was playing a few pinballs I was red hot and the, pin, the, the vids were all like 50 cents which is unusual and so a lot of the pinballs were a dollar each because yeah. they're quite new ones and they had a Mustang there the new Stern uh, sorry the new Jersey Jack's Mustang and that was a really cool game but when I was playing the one next to it there was a guy getting quite irate with the game and he was banging the machine and hitting it I thought oh no that's a brand new mm. like 10 grand machine you're hitting there please don't break it for god's sake I was getting quite anxious I was like I don't like being next to some bashing machines because I'm going to say something in a minute and so I didn't really like that place no. but they had, they had some odd machines there. I had a thing called Granny and the Gators which oh, is like a half pin half vid yeah, game I've seen that Three yeah. it was a weird little thing yeah. it was yeah, so that one wasn't too good. But I mean, still, you know, it's more another arcade. So much information, Vic. So many stuff you've seen. Yeah, I'm not finished. No. It goes on, mate. I'm sorry about this, <laughs> listeners. I'm going on and on and on. Uh, John John's Arcade, mm. which was a sort of sister arcade to Adderball, the guy with the, the, the dudes running it. Um, and that was quite... It was more pinball than anything. It was sort of like an upstairs mezzanine again. But downstairs near the bar... Um, there was a few video machines, and they had a Zeke's Peak, which is the same as um, root beer. Ice cold beer. Ice cold beer, yeah, the one that Roger's got, our friend Roger. And it's sort of like, um, it's difficult to explain, isn't that game? Well, it's sort of like a... It's almost a redemption game, isn't it? Yeah, you've got two pegs, haven't you? Yes, and two joysticks. Uh, which which link, up, link to a bar. Yes, and the bar moves, and the, and the as ball, you move the left and right. the ball. That's right. 
on the bars, you move the pegs up. That's right. But there's loads of holes on, and it's a vertical playing field. Yes, thin, thin thing. Yes. Yeah, and you've got a load of holes you're not supposed to get the ball in. Yeah. And certain designated lit-up holes you are supposed to get the ball in. There's yeah. ten in all. As they get up, they get harder. Yeah. I like to get to three on my best go. And there's a guy that we sort of just started chatting to, so friendly, called Chris. He said, oh, I can do this. Yeah. First go, he did it with, without losing a ball, right to the top. And I said... You do realise this machine yeah. was basically for bars. He went, yeah. yeah. I said, when you got to the top on an original one, a lit, a light stays lit saying bartender or whatever. And you go to the bar and say, look, look. And they're yeah. supposed to give you a beer free. Yes. He said, whoa, I'm getting my whole nights out of this then. Well, I don't <laughs> think they did that there. No. But he did it like almost straight away. Well, how many it's people like, are going to play that drunk? Yeah, drunk, yeah. And, and never going to get to the top. <laughs> they get to one and go, I can't yeah. do it. Yeah. Or if you get the first one, you might have one or two beers. And nah, no chance after yeah. that. But that was quite a lot of fun. They had a load of um, MIDI machines, uh, cabarets. They had 1943 cabaret, another Arkanoid again, which was in a converted Mrs. Mrs. Pac-Man cabaret. They had a 60-in-1 and another Neo Geo Mini. Cool. And all all the Neo Geo saw always had Metal Slug on there. You could hear him screaming a mile away. You know when he screams and he shoots people? (laughs) So that was that place. That was quite nice as well. Good beer in there. And they had a really cool, as you got up the stairs, there was this almost like a stuffed polar bear in midair, like with blood around its mouth and stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's pictures of that are on the show notes as well. And probably the last one I did was a place called a Unicorn Bar. And I went there not knowing there was any games there because my wife's friend, uh, who she knows from the band Iris, I think he used to do some uh, tech for them. Mm. He lives there. It's in Seattle. And... He was about. So he said, oh, do you want to meet up for a drink or something? Yeah, yeah, cool. So I went and go to the Unicorn Bar. I know your husband likes games. He's got loads of games downstairs. I was like, really? Yeah. We looked for, you know, we Googled it before we went on holiday to find all these different places. Um, and we didn't know about this place. Yeah. And they had a load of games, a load of pimples downstairs. A blue from Mrs. Pac-Man. So Frogger, how many other places out there? Oh, God. There must, must be thousands. Be I mean, you know, this guy, you know, Michael put a, a Pac-Man in a Mexican restaurant. Yeah. You know, sort of place. So there must be loads of them about. You know, just one or two dotted here and there, like we used to have in the 80s, I suppose. Yeah. But yeah, that place was quite good. It was quite hot down there. But we, I'd, I'd sort of got, I was quite tired. I thought I would just meet this guy. He was a lovely bloke as well. Uh, and we just had some drinks together. It was probably the only night we had a few drinks. We had a little bit of a hangover the next morning. Yeah. I think it's because of the heat. Yeah, yeah, the heat, yeah. And it wasn't the drink. So what, the what's Seattle like, you know, the countryside, you know, the whole... Beautiful. Is it? Some mountainous or... Yes, there's a lot of mountains there. You can see Mount... Oh, I can't remember the names of it now. Helio, and there's another one. There's two mountain ranges, mm. and if you've got the Space Needle, which is their sort of famous monument, 600 feet tall, you can see all around. It's a brilliant view, and you can see these snow-topped mountains. Yeah, it's a big port as well. So we actually went on a duck tour, where you go in this big uh, those old duckwas, yeah, and you go around. They take you around the streets, and you just dive in the water. And you nice. go around the water as well. It's really cool. Yeah. Uh, yes, that was a nice trip. So, yeah, that was the last... Oh, I've had to see my, my heroes buried in Seattle, Bruce Lee. Bruce Lee, yeah, yeah. I didn't see that, yeah. actually. Not my thing, really, but yeah. you did say about that. Yeah. Yeah, so that was uh, pretty cool. Uh, just as one side note, on the last day we were there, we went to... My, my wife actually said this. She's really cool about it. It was supposed to be her holiday for mm. her birthday. It was back in February. I said, oh, do you want to go to this? It's called a Living Computer Museum. I think it was set up by one of the founders of Microsoft, not Gates, the other guy. And it was his personal collection. We went there. It was quite interesting. It was a bunch of the old old iron, you know, the, mm. the decks and the PDPs, mm. the, the things as big as a room yeah. with the rolling reels and punch tape and yeah. all that sort of stuff. But the, as we walked around, the, the young girl took us around uh, telling us all about these things. And there was a load of people there 
who had these name badges on, they looked quite official. I think these guys and, and women used to run these machines in the 50s right. and 60s, quite old boys and girls, but they knew almost as much as the woman telling this, oh no, no, that's, and they were just, right. like telling what they used to do on and correcting, yeah. showing how to use it, and she's like, oh, this is cool. Yeah. And they actually had um, sort of 8-bit computers and some consoles. We played um, a Pong TV game Pong, the proper oh, Atari cool. one. Really psychedelic colours on this one. Yeah. Which I've never seen before. I always thought it was black white. This was coloured one. And I think I played an Atari 400, Atari 800, uh, Apple II, Commodore 64. I don't think they had any Spectrums. They didn't really do the didn't English stuff. Spectrums no, not really. Either. They had the different version. But that was quite nice as well. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you're ever in Seattle, go there. It was a cool place to go. Enough about America. What about a UK event? And what else did we do yesterday? We should we get on to this Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk to our UK friends again. Yes. Back to our UK friends. Yes. Revival so was so the much event. much smaller arcade. Yeah, but equally as good, I think. It was an amazing event of yesterday. Yeah. Was, so, Revival great. is uh, put on by a guy called Chris Wilkins. Uh, I think we'll just have a quick break now, have a coffee break, and we'll put on this little interview I did with him, yeah? Yeah. We have Chris Wilkins here, who's the... Uh, Revival uh, organiser. How's it going, Chris? That's fine, good. good. End of a good day, first day. Yep. So tired, but really pleased. Yeah, certainly hot in here, isn't it? Yeah, so the, cir the circulation is sort of semi-working, but the cabs give off a bit of heat, so yeah, it's pretty hot. Well, that's what we're used to, mate. We love it so far. How many cabs you got here at the moment? We, we've got about 60 dedicated cabs, and then we've got uh, various main cabs uh, lit littered around the building. So we, what we're doing things a bit different this year, you may have seen, where we, we've got some in the main hall, which you've seen behind me. Yep, yep. But then we've got racing zone and different zones in the, in the other side There's of the building. There's loads of racing cars. And, we, and we, we put uh, yeah, dedicated cabs in various parts of the building. What we did last year, we had, we had a concentration of more in the, in the main hall. Yeah. Um, so that means everybody was sort of going into one area. So yeah. this time, if you, you'll notice, there's people, it's quite busy in all parts of yeah, the Yeah, it's busy all around, the, actually. The, the, this year. the good thing about it is it, we have to wait a little while to get on the machine. It's like back in the day, and I like that. Yeah. I think a lot of people, it was all crowded around the machine earlier. Yeah. And it was a really nice atmosphere. Yeah. Uh, they've got a load of pinballs here, a lot of new ones and stuff yeah we had we had about four or five last year and it was it was the feedback we got was we wanted more pins yeah. so so we, we managed to find some local collectors in in the Birmingham area yeah who have, who have thankfully brought um, we got about 27 28 pins yeah some new ones there as well which I'm quite pleased to see and they're damned expensive those things it's yeah really nice they're, they're, to they're, they're, them along. yeah so this is, it, it sort of finishes off the event and sort of balances it really well with the arcade machines we've got absolutely and there's loads of consoles I mean we're primarily an arcade podcast but I'm getting quite into some of the old consoles now and it's yeah. nice to see all of them set up there's computer set up consoles yeah. all sorts going on and there's loads of vendors here as well selling stuff which yeah. is quite good bargain prices as well some of them so we, we got the uh, RCM which is the Retro Computer Museum uh, one of our partners bringing they brought two VR units and, and a number of machines uh, those, the, yeah, the two yeah. VRs have uh, been uh, misbehaving a little bit today right. but uh, we'll see if they can get those fixed and then we got the Centre for Computing History uh, in the main hall which are providing the bulk of all the retro consoles and, and right, computers excellent. and then all our personal collection in, in the main area as well you brought your own cabs as well um, I, I brought four of mine, I've got four Zachariah cabs, so they're, ah, they're in, they're, they're ones, in yeah. there as well. Um, I played Frogger earlier, yeah, that's mine. Good old game, love it. Really <laughs> Frogger, like Super game. Cobra, uh, Pack and Paint, and um, Scramble, and Scramble, yes, yeah. Scramble. I played Scramble earlier, yeah, it's a cool game, it's really nice. So, uh, same for next year, do you think? 
Craig, Craig and I said we will sit down and figure out what our next plan is. I bet uh, you've started planning already, haven't you? Yeah, well, we're, this, this is a good venue, this is, but uh, we, we've had about 1,700 people in today. Wow. So I think we're probably... Look, we may look to, to move up bigger, the scale, but maybe. Bigger and better. But then the, the, this, this venue is so good for what we're trying to achieve. In terms yeah, I've been here a few times. The atmosphere, like it here. yeah. Yeah, it's really The atmosphere nice. is where the ceilings are low, the lighting is really good. Yeah. So we, we're, we're comfortable here, we know what we're doing, and we know the venue. But, yeah, you, yeah. Know, cool. you know, we, we've got a lot of people coming to us offering opportunities and asking us to go to various other places. You never know. Yeah, excellent. Because I think it's, there's so many people here, and it's getting where possibly people would bring more. Yeah. Do you think? Yeah, bigger would be better. And the good thing for us, living in London as well, is it's quite central. Yeah. Where a lot of the events are up north, and it is a bind for us to get up there. Yeah. So being in the, in the, the Midlands is absolutely brilliant. So yeah. any other ideas of venues? Stay in the Midlands, do you think? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm from Warwickshire, so well, oh, yeah. I live there. So it's about 40 miles oh, no, closer, to to, closer to you. Yeah, London, absolutely. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, uh, this, this venue... Everything about it is just right. You know, we, we know the guys who work here now, mm. and we know how it works. So I'll, I'll just switch speakers off and, and yeah. you know keep the thing going over the two days. So you know we, we'll, we'll probably come back here next year, but you know we're looking at the potential venues as well. I saw earlier when I first came, um, there was a competition going on today with Doom, yeah. multiplayer. Yeah. And John, Mar- John Romero is here, the creator of Doom. Yeah. Awesome. How the heck did you get him over here? I was. Did, was he, did he offer up? Or did you no, I, I, I just sat down one evening at my computer at home thinking who could I bring to this event and uh, I had them on well I had them on Facebook I I don't know when I added John and and I had his wife Brenda as well so I I pinged John a message a few weeks earlier asking if he'd sign some posters that we could I don't know auction or something at the event just to have something unique and I think well you know I'll go to Brenda and just see if they're around in the UK anytime soon or or anytime at all and uh, weirdly they were around the 6th of August onwards three days three days before the event they came over on the Queen Mary 2 uh, of all things, so oh, um, right. got, their, got their wedding vows renewed <laughs> oh, in the boat, right. and then arrived in the UK. And I was seeing pictures of them on Facebook on this stream in London, in Would front you of like the to, um... <laughs> Well, I, I asked it way back. They, they were coming to the UK, so we agreed back in I can't remember June sometime that they would come to revival. Cool. Um, but until I actually saw him in the flesh and he yeah. was in front of me, you know, it's... Wow, yeah, you never we, know. We, 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 we put a bit of a risk, we put a huge PR marketing campaign behind right, it. Yeah. Um, but the, the emails, I mean, I was exchanging emails with Brenda, I don't know if you've spoken to her, but she's here no. today with him. Right. And uh, it seems like I've got a couple of new friends. So, you Excellent. Know, and they've spent a lot of time with my wife. Win, absolute win. Because Doom was the game I played just before I got PC in 95. Yeah. And I played it constantly. I used to remember playing it on the keyboard and actually getting motion sickness I played it so much I love that game so a little extra there from John which is absolutely brilliant yeah. well I'll let you get back now Chris because yeah. uh, everyone keeps bothering you and hassling you can you turn this on can you turn that on yeah yeah so thanks very much for speaking with us okay, and hopefully see you next year yeah thanks you Dan cheers Chris thank you cheers mate so that was Chris talking um, what was your favourite thing of Revival mate I loved it absolutely brilliant place uh, there was quite a few things mate really I, you know it was nice to see that Taito lineup of uh of oh, cabs there. The Space Invaders. Space Invaders, that was games, sweet, yeah. yeah. There was four cabs there. There was um, Space Invaders Kicks Anniversary, the more yeah. modern cab. There was Space Invaders 1. Revenge. Yeah, but it was Space Invaders yeah. 1 with the Revenge artwork. Yeah. Space Invaders 2 and the Lunar Rescue. Lunar Rescue, which I'd never seen before. Uh, I used to have the board of Lunar Rescue. I got yeah. it uh, in a little homemade cab years ago, and I kept the board. And I actually gave it to Davo. Yeah. Uh, Space Invaders Hardware. It's this black and, black and white all-colour game. 
it's such a brilliant game. Yeah. And everyone, everyone gave a real good play on yeah. that. It was one of like the highlights. Everyone just got into it. Yeah. I played it before. And Ol, uh, who owned it, who only got it the day before, had played it before, and he loved it. Because it's such a simple and rewarding game, that's why. Very like, yeah. um, very like Space Launcher yeah. on our Nintendo tables, isn't it? That's very right, similar yeah. game. We don't know who ripped off who, but there's enough difference yeah. for it to be interesting in both yes. ways. Really like that game. Yeah, really liked the artwork it. was really cool. Because I love all those space-themed cabs from the late 70s. Yes, really nice artwork um, on that one as control well. Control panel was awesome. Yeah. Just the buttons felt solid. The joystick felt really good. Yeah. Just felt really in control. It was a very responsive game. Really cool. Um, I love that backlit stuff that's going on, you know? Yeah, yeah. It was really, really all cool. the black lights, yeah, yeah, really cool. And that projection bit. The other one at the end, I forgot to say, was B- uh, Crazy Balloon. Crazy Balloon, yeah, which oh, was on and off all working. day. It wasn't working. It wasn't working when I got there. I, I love Crazy Balloon. He brought a spare ball along, but then that had trouble. Did it? No, that's um, a shame. Yeah, that's a great game. A lot of people found it really difficult. It is quite hard. I got into it. They didn't give it enough time, I don't think, because, yeah, it's a skill-based game. It's literally, you've got this balloon that's swaying left to right. Yeah, and you've got to get through the, the stars, the sharp Yeah, it's got to start to finish sort of track um, with various obstacles on the way. It's like a cave sort of track. Yeah. If you if you hit anything, you pop your balloon. Yeah, it's a bit like dark. you know. Remember the old um, a metal ring you used to get yes. through, the, through the electric yeah, yeah, wire. Electric, yeah, it's it almost, yeah, that's a good uh, description of it. Actually, yeah. Yeah, it's very similar to that. But so, you, as your balloon sways, you can whiz across before your balloon goes back and hits yeah. something. So you've got to time it quite well. Yeah. And later on, the the, the course starts moving around. Yeah. And you've got to move with it. It's a really nice it's a really good game. So a, simple, yeah. but so addictive. There's another game similar to that on the Nintendo Game Boy Advance called Curry Curry Corin, and it's an awesome game. Oh, I think And I you've might got like that. a little guy, and he's got like a little helicopter, which is just these two blades, basically, that go around the top of his head. Oh, yeah. And the blades are so big that, you know, they rotate. You've got to get them through around a corner as the blades are just oh, at the right timing. degrees. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Do you know nice. What I mean? Yeah, so that sounds fun. Similar sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. With a different skin on. The know. other highlight there to me was the Time Pilot machine. Time Pilot, yeah. I, got, I gave that a bit of a bashing because I was, I was, we met our friend Sean Holly, in your face, Sean Holly there. Yeah. Always a good good guy to, to go play games with. And I was showing him, he sort of never really played that much. He played it a little bit and I was showing him how to do a few things and stuff and he was getting into that. But everyone got into Lunar Rescue. Yeah. It was really cool. It was everyone was lined up to get into it. There was a queue it. at one time, so I actually got out, wasn't 10p, it was a pound coin, stuck it on the bezel. Yeah, you're next, sort exactly. of thing. and everyone laughed, because you know, that's what we used to do back in the day. Well, at one point, there was a guy, me and Ol, was going, right, let's go and play Lunar Rescue. And there was another chap there we, we didn't know, patiently yeah. playing it, and we sort of waiting behind him. And I said, hold on a minute. And one of the machines had um, a braze multi-kit in it yeah, and that's actually got Lunar Rescue on it because it uses Space Invaders hardware so I just popped it on that so we had two machines running Lunar Rescue it was that popular playing the same game that is really nice to have did you play the um, what was the bomb Balloon Bomber Balloon Bomber another Space Invaders it was quite a fun hard game but addictive yeah. Yeah, it was a real fun game. You shoot these balloons that have, that have got these little bombs attached to them Yeah, and if you don't get the shot just right um, the the bomb will fall down yeah. either side of where your base is. and You can get, shoot the bomb you, as it comes down if you line it up perfectly. It, yeah. But if it hits the terrain that you're it moving your thing on, it makes a crater and you can't get past the crater. Yeah. So eventually you end up with hardly any land. Yeah, you get hemmed in. So you get hemmed in, that's when you really get killed. Yeah. But it's it's a real great little game. Yeah. You've got to be really accurate. If you get it wrong, you just... 
narrows down your distance yeah. every time until you eventually just get that's killed. Quite, that must be quite a rare cab and a rare board that because I've never seen that. Well, yeah, it's on the it's on the multi game. I've never seen one in the real no. in real life. No, it'd be a, I, I would have thought that'd be just a tabletop game, a Taito table from Japan, maybe Japan only even. You never know. Yeah, because uh, I was trying to collect the Taito yeah. Taytronics games, the upright ones in those similar cabs. Really nice shaped cabs. I mm. like those cabs a lot. So that was really cool. A bit of a highlight. Any mm. other games you liked? Um, I liked... I liked all of them, actually. Uh, well, I played, uh, played Robotron with Ollie. It was the first time he played Robotron, so I was just giving him a lesson or two We, in we that. couldn't really believe that. No. It's the first time you've done... Excuse me? What? First <laughs> yeah. time you played what? Yeah. And did Ollie like said Robotron game? I think he did, yeah. I think he really did. It's really weird how people miss because I think Ollie's a little bit younger than us and he probably missed it in the arcade yeah it probably sort of well, it's from a classic era isn't it yeah yeah he was sort of into the late 80s mid 90s have you seen the one that's on eBay at the moment I haven't why it's in a it's in the same cab as the your Euro Dig Dug which oh. is really unusual ah there was it's some speculation whether it was a real one or not wasn't it but yeah they, I think that it's actually a streets version okay because a company in the UK called streets did and I've seen a Streets Defender before and a Streets Stargate and they did things slightly different like Zachariah did mm-hmm. with their cabs. Okay, they did that with the but UK. It's all cabs. original inside. Original, yeah, it's yeah. all Williams stuff. Yeah. So it, I think it might be a real cab. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah. It'd look nice next to my dig, don't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Good, though. yeah, good game as well. Classic game. Yeah. So that was cool. I, I, the other highlight was um, the pinballs. They had a good selection of pinball machines there. Yep, they did. Um, I saw Popeye there, which is a great theme. I love the theme, Popeye. I love the artwork. Yeah. So I was really interested to see how this game played, and I was a bit disappointed, to be honest. I didn't yeah. get a chance to play that, yeah. unfortunately. I, I forgot. I'll tell you what we'll do now. We'll play our little walk round. We had a walk round, didn't we? Yeah. And we just used a dictaphone to walk around what there was there. So we'll just play that now. Testing, testing. One, two, three. Hi, podcasters. We're here at the uh, Revival event at the moment. Me and Alex. And it's hot and it's humid and there's plenty of people here, loads of games. We've got Al, uh, Ollie here, Alpha One. Hello, everyone. Well done, mate. You are now a podcasting hero. Woohoo! <laughs> and we still have a walk round and see what games are on offer at the moment. We've been playing in most of the day so far. It's quite hot, smells of nerds. Should have a look at the pinballs first. Good. We'll have a look at the pinballs first. Yeah, have you the Popeye pin? I haven't yet, but Ooh, I will. Let's go have a look, shall we? Pretty cool. And walking past the Turnercades, you can hear people on the tannoy. The Turnercades, little tiny arcade machines, they look quite cool. Little LCDs, little machines. And we've got the pinballs here. Congo. Got Congo, which I really liked earlier, a really nice machine. But Spider Man. Avengers, NBA. We got Family Guy. <laughs> Uh, we got CSI, Funhouse. Funhouse. Demolition's a good one. Look at the little neons on that. Cool. Very cool. Uh, Transformers has been repaired at the moment. Hopefully that's fixed. Uh, Riley's Believe It or Not. Yeah, Ripley's Believe It or Not. Oh, Revenge for Mars, one of my favourites. Great game. And we got a Back to the Future. Yeah, I'm Oh, new new wheels where we're going. Got loads of traders here, loads of games here. Some bargains, some are not. Yep, I've bought myself an Atari 800XL to talk to the antique guys about yeah. that. Great place to trade games if you've got loads of games to sell. Yep, I bought an Intellivision card as well, oddly enough. Building up your Intellivision collection. I am, yeah, yeah, I'm loving it. Just get around the corner. There's a lot of people to walk through. They've had a load of uh, events on stage. Got some competition, a Doom competition. Yep. John Romero is on here earlier. The creator of Doom. It's quite cool. 
We have some slightly older pins up here. We've got F14 Tomcat. Swords of Fury. Uh, Gilligan's Island. I got scared stiff with Elvira. Whoa. Oh, I love Star Trek and Bull Sharks. I've got a hurricane with a whizzy whizzy uh, backdrop on it. And, and this Popeye, I love the art for this. this oh, Popeye, cool. Let's go and play Popeye. Let's go well, you hit the, the top round, half of the playing field sort of obscures the bottom half, so you oh, can't right, see yeah. what's going on. What an odd-looking game. But it's like, a, it's like a boat. Yeah, yeah. Kind of a boat, and you've oh, got how cool um, Brutus there, or Pluto, whatever you want to call him. Yep, we'll have a look at that later on, I think. Really Let's go cool. find some arcade machines. Right, we'll start uh, on the very far end. What have we got up there? Got a Gorf, and then there's a machine playing Street Fire as usual. Got a prize Space Invaders, which is like a sort of cross between a fruit machine. Yeah. Defender, Robotron, another Defender. Time Pilot. Time Pilot, which I still haven't beat the score on, but I will. What's this little Mr. Doocab? Little tiny Mr. Doocab, a nice little thing. Yeah, a little sort of a cabaret machine. Yeah. We've got a Ridge Racer up by next to that, and then that good old Asteroids. No. And we've got a dedicated Terror Crest. That's a nice looking machine. Good little game. Guy putting a good score on Galaxian. We've got a Zachariah Super Cobra. And we've got a Frogger next to it, a Zachariah one. Well, you don't like these games, do you, so much? Yeah, they're not as good as the originals for no. me, but they're quite cool, though. And we've got our Belgian mate who's doing all oh, the, uh, yeah. the arcade selling. He's got loads got of boards for sale. Loads of rare manuals as well that uh, a few of our mates have brought. Buttons galore, buttons galore. Buttons! We've got a motley crew here buying stuff. Flicky PCBs, probably. And we've got loads and loads of computers. I can see an Acorn there, I can see a BBC B, yeah. I see an Archimedes at the back there, uh, loads of uh, consoles going on. Look at this Taito line up here. Oh, lovely Taito. Before we get to that, you've got a pack and paint and a scramble, Yeah. and then you've got the Taito Space Invaders, really nice silver anniversary edition. Lovely. You've got an Invaders Revenge, a slightly different version of it. Oh, and two Motley crew here playing games. Hello, John, how you doing, mate? How you doing? All right, yeah. Good. And uh, Mr. Sean Holly, in your face, what are you playing? Lunar Rescue. What a fine game that is. It is, I can get into it. I'm sorry I put you onto that, mate. You'll never be able to leave it now. What's the one Sean? About 8,000. 8,000. Don't get 12. I'll have to go on that later and try and beat you. Yeah. And next to that, we've got quite a rare old cab. It's one of ours. Field Goal. My yeah. It's like a sort of a... Breakout. Yeah, breakout type yeah. game with balloons. And unfortunately, next to it's a crazy bit that's broken down. It's a really cool game. Again, they've had a spare ball in this. It still doesn't work. In. Yeah, it's a shame. I really like this game. It's really cool. And we've got a Zachariah Crazy Kong, boot of Donkey Kong, yeah. which is still quite fun. And their own version of Pac-Man next to it. Yeah. And then we've got my old Phoenix cab, which unfortunately is not working for some reason. It's broke down. And a Pleiad, which is the, uh, the official follow-up to it next to it. Oh, is that the official follow-up? Yep, it is. Yeah, it's a very okay. similar yeah, game. It does similar. The graphics are the same colours. I used to have the same board. It actually fits in a Phoenix straight in there. Same pin-out and everything. And we've got a 1942 little mini machine next to that. And Sean Holly beat his score earlier. 
You got 643,000. Oh That's a good score. There's a Travis USA, which used to live in my old hometown. That's one of the machines I put on to James, and he bought it just for the cab, actually. The game's terrible. It's an awful uh, motorbike game. Yeah. Then there's a Mad Alien next to it, which has got Bomb Jack in it, one of our old games we did on the podcast. And then there's a G Lock machine there, a guy on it who's pretty good, apparently. Running Galaxy Force 2. There's Galaxy Force 2, okay, cool. There's a load of stuff going on on stage. I think someone won something on stage. Uh, we're going to play some games now, so uh, enjoy. Yeah, cheers, guys. And here we are again. We're back. <laughs> so, yeah, so Popeye, because it had two tiers. Yes. It's difficult to see underneath where the ball's going. I've played pinballs in, in a long while, a long time ago, and I had different layers like that. And you play the lower play fields and the upper play fields yeah. sometimes. And they were a bit weird to see. Couldn't work out what was going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. I've never seen that one before. I didn't. Yeah. One pinball I, it really stood out for me was a game called Congo. Congo, yeah. You know, the, I love the, the, the it, film version. The, um, the glowing of the artwork. Yes. That was, it was awesome. Re- really, really cut. They had loads of. A lot of pinballs have just lights, you know, light yeah. up lights and LEDs. This one had lots of different coloured lights. Yeah. And the DMD at the back, normally a dot matrix, has been retrofitted. That's yeah. an LCD one in there. Yeah. It's like a, an upgrade for it. And it was really clear with yeah. loads of graphics going on. It was a really nice. Yeah. And I actually had a good go on. I got over 100 million on it. That's good. So it's, well, I, don't think, I don't think that was a brilliant score. The Demolition score, Man was, good. was a good game and a great oh, yeah. playing field, but it's just the artwork. You know, if I was going to have a pin... I don't think I could put up with Sylvester Stallone's <laughs> mug yeah. in my oh, games room for too long, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But that's, that's the into, balance, isn't it? You've got to get a game that you like and the theme that you like, yeah. really. I think nowadays, and in the past 20 years, pinballs have needed a theme. Yeah. And a lot of movie tie-ins. Yeah. You know, there's the ones coming out. Now, nowadays, it's bands, isn't it? Yeah. Got Metallica, ACDC, Rolling Stones, all pinballs. Dolly Parton, obviously. Yeah, that, back in the day, it's quite an old one. That yeah, it's quite good as well. Where else was there then? Loads of console stuff. Yep, um, we'll get onto that with the, the eBay picks and uh, what yeah. you picked up in the mix. We did buy a few little toys for ourselves, yeah. there, didn't we? Uh, the best thing for me about Revival, I think, obviously playing the games there and talking to Chris and just the event. It's it's a nice sized event, mm. and it's not too far for us. Only two hours away in yeah. the car in Wolverhampton, and it's. I always meet up with all our friends yeah. that we don't see every day. And we usually meet up and we see everyone together. And yeah. It's lovely meeting up. We had a drink afterwards yeah. and we're all mucking about and having a laugh. <laughs> and it was a lot of fun. And yeah. we actually do what you're supposed to do in arcades with arcade games, play against each other yeah. and play with each other and watch each other and take the mickey out of each other. And yeah. It was just a right laugh. Yeah. We saw our friend John Studley doing, doing his um, Pac-Man attempt and I think he, he made a mistake earlier and he just, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll go yeah. tomorrow. We don't know whether he's done it. Well, he said Hopefully. to me that he just wanted to enjoy the day. And he did, he so to meet with him he, he put his cover over it and he went and met up with us a lot yeah. and I watched him just annihilate poor old Sean Holly's yeah. 1942 score. <laughs> score. I was watching Sean play it and he's really good at it yeah. and he got like 642,000 which beat score. his previous 550,000 yeah. and then he said, oh no, John, don't. We came behind him. He's near to his score. Then he yeah. beat it and he got like three quarters of a million. And his last like six lives, he just died. He's just, he sort of lost it. He just, oh, I can't be asked anymore. Didn't even put his name in. It was like, what? Really? And everyone was like looking at him. What's, what's his highest score on that then? Uh, I think he's completed it. When you complete it, you get 10 million. So it'd be like 11, 12 million or something. Mm. So yeah, but that, that game is just, I think it's all reactions. Yeah. There is some pattern involved. You, you sort of know sometimes where 
uh, things are coming in so you can get them early but there's like 30 or 40 levels I actually remember that many levels mm. with all them planes going by and bullets and it's almost a bullet hell game that later on because there's so many planes and bullets on the screen and stuff it just gets manic and I always forget say, to I mean, I've the made role. the mistake of playing so many different types of games to get good at the games you just got to keep playing them over and over again yeah practice you know, makes your, perfect your favourite games yeah, yeah as a friend know? of ours Greg Mott I used to, and he's really good at games. Yeah, uh, he's always into pinballs now. But I used to say to Greg, "How do you? How are you so good at games? Practice, just stick, practice, practice." So many games, it's yeah, difficult. To absolutely, get yeah. High scores on all of them. So that was uh, pretty cool, actually. I really enjoyed yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, that was cool. And when I talked to Chris, obviously you hear from the the interview there. Uh, hopefully next year he'll be on again, and they're thinking about doing a slightly bigger one but um, he likes that event and I think everyone else does to be yeah. honest with you so if it's still there great news anyway if it's yeah. even bigger even better news next sort of segment we're going to do is arcade news from around the world and local areas but I think we've already done that yeah you've been around the world the only, other, times. <laughs> the only other thing I can think of is um, the RGP James and Andy U72 big arcade opening at the end of this month August the 30th the big as yet unnamed arcade, have they come up with a name for Big it yet? Big Shindig. Um, it's the Arcade Collectors, isn't it? Oh, is that, I don't know what the actual place is called, but that was one of their Under the, ideas for doing yeah, like a club. sure. We'll Anyways, find out. It's well overdue, can't wait to get there. Absolutely. So that'll be uh, pretty groovy. And I'll be able to play my fa my new favourite game, Cubert, there. They've got a Cubert mm. upright, which is quite American nice. One. Yep, rare mm. cab. I never saw Cubert over here. Never saw it. You'd be like that old lady, won't you? Oh, Doris. got the world record. I, I actually saw her play <laughs> years ago. She was really good. Did you? I'll tell you another thing. Just before we do any more segments, one thing I just remembered. Did you hear some of the music that was playing when all the stuff on stage had um, finished? Because they had a lot of competition. They had a big Doom competition on the stage. We mm. were playing multi-game. And John Romero, I think, was actually playing there. And they were talking to him on stage because he was there for this event, uh, as Chris was. I was talking to Chris earlier, said about, and he's sort of a hero of mine because he made Doom and he made a load of games before them, like the Commander Keen series and that sort of stuff. And um, he was there, and it was quite a fascinating story how he got there. And there was a load of talks upstairs which I completely missed. I didn't even know yeah. about them. There's talks with famous games programmers and stuff up there we missed because they, they were using the upstairs area. Yeah, and when the, when the stage show had finished and they got all the, the stuff cleared out. These two guys set up like synths and SID chip music instruments and stuff, and they were doing like a live band thing going on there with all this music going on, which was absolutely brilliant. Do you hear some of the music there? No, I didn't, mate. No, I don't know where I was. Well, when we were all was us lot were playing. No, this was in the main hall on the stage. Um, when we were all playing um, Lunar Rescue, the, this music was a real pumping, sort of electronic, mm. sort of gamey music. And me and Ollie, were, me and Ollie were getting right into it and playing this game against him. Which is like, and I'm sure one of us threw some shapes at one point, dancing this music. It was all sort of toe tapping and really getting into it. It was amazing. I don't know who these guys were. I'll find out and hopefully put a note in the show notes where I'll have to get onto Chris and ask him who they were. But that that music was absolutely brilliant. I really enjoyed it because when so everything died down with the guys on stage, the microphones telling you what was going on with the competition, which was a bit distracting. Mm. Then the music came on and the music just made the arcade vibe a bit better again so that was really nice I really enjoyed that well then let's get on to some pickups shall we pickups yeah you go first mate what have you got lately pickups I, uh, what revival I took a you can do a revival one if you like yeah a bundle of my SNES games along um, which I wanted to get shot off yeah and trade in for some other stuff I got like a little uh, super Famicom sorry a Famicom gyro set for Robbie the Robot oh yeah the bits he moves around yeah, yeah. yeah. I've just got to get the robot now 
<laughs> I've never seen the thing working. Uh, some in Japan. Did you? Yeah. It's complete. It's got dirt, the little gabbins inside. Dirt cheap in Japan. I could I have picked you one up, but I didn't. <laughs> anyway, quite yeah. like that. Yeah, it's a nice little um, thing to have, isn't it? We've got some really cool... There's a guy there selling these really cool T-shirts. I can got, see you wearing one. 1942 t Handsome. And uh, um, Centipede and an Zelda T-shirt. So oh, nice. that's my clo- cool. clothing done for the year. Yeah, that's good. My, my big shop. That'll do, yeah. <laughs> that's about it, really. I haven't had much... Did you buy any games where you there at all? Or any systems? Uh, no. Only, well, a couple of N64 stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Cool. Well... Rav from the UK Vac gave me two UK Vac t-shirts, which is nice. Oh, I got, got one of those. Yeah, yeah really cool. nice t-shirts. So there's one, there's one with Tapper on. Yeah, and there's one um, like sort Tron. of Tron themed yeah. one here with UK Vac on, which is quite nice. I bought uh, an Intellivision game, Pitfall. It was only a fiver. I couldn't, it's not bad. I could not buy it really. Boxed? No, just can't. Yeah, I'm not interested in the boxes. boxes was, no. What I was thinking of doing is, um, I must also thank Paul Nermanen from the Intellivisionaries podcast. When I was in Portland, he sent some games to me at the hotel. Mm. Obviously, it's better than sending it across the pond. Uh, He sent me 13 games. I would have been happy with three. So thank you, Paul, very, very much. And some of these were boxed and had all the inserts. Because some of the games, you actually need the instructions. You've got to... Read instructions because they're quite involved games. There's one that's like a Dungeons and Dragons, which you'll probably love. Oh, so you've got a nice little collection going on there. Then. I've actually got 22 games oh, now already. You've the complete collection. No, no, I'm not going for the one, two, five. Not like <laughs> Sean. Yeah, well, I'll make Sean who I met up with at Revival, who's uh, getting big into the consoles. Are they quite desirable then? I guess some of the later ones, the rarer ones. Yes, some of the later ones like Diner and uh, Spiker. Are uh, they good quite, quite games expensive. or just because they? Diner rare? is. A sort of unofficial follow-up to Burger Time. Oh. And I've seen the videos of it, and it looks brilliant. So hopefully when the LTO multi-cart comes out uh, mm. in September, I'll be getting one of those so I can play the game. I'd love to have one, but they're just really hard to find. Yeah. And there's loads of homebrews. So. Mm. so I've got 13 games of Paul. I bought five in um, another Castle Arcade Edition, the shop there. I bought that pit bo- Pitfall. And I also bought myself an Atari 800XL while I was at um, Revival mm. as well. Yeah, I I'm don't a, remember those. I'm a sucker for it. It was the second computer I ever had. Yeah. And what was your first one? VIC-20. VIC-20. Yeah, love that com- computer. Absolutely, you play them now, awful. But when you play the Atari again, it brings back brilliant memories. Mm. They had a Revival. They had a load of computers set up, one stall. They had a Commodore 64, Amstrad, Spectrum, and Atari, which is the ones I remember from being a kid. And they all had these multi-carts. Mm. So you have a cartridge or uh, a thing that goes in an interface in the back with SD cards in or compact flash. And you put all your ROMs on there, yeah. everything. All the new games being built nowadays, all the home so much demos. Better, isn't it, yeah. really? And you haven't got to muck about with yeah. tapes and discs. Well, I've, and I've still stuff. got my original tapes I bought back in the day. I'd never get rid of them because yeah. that's something I remember going well, they to They do shop deplete, though, don't they? They wear out eventually. Well, it's just the artwork and just, just yeah. the physical thing I still like to have. Yeah. But I oh, wouldn't nice. go out there and buy any more. I mean, you know, I plan to get one of those little loaders for your spectrum. The spectrum. Yes. Definitely because there's thousands of games on a spectrum. Absolutely, it was ones you would never even find nowadays. Yeah, you know, and there's, there's even the homebrew being made now. Yeah. But the good thing about a lot of the homebrews that are coming out now is you can help these guys out by buying their products. You don't have mm. to buy a cartridge or a box. You can buy the ROM. Right. And I don't mind. They're not yeah. expensive. No. So I'm happy to pay someone to build a new game. Yeah. Happy to do it. 
You know, you're not going to pay over the odds for it. You know, they're not going to get flipping rich mm. doing it, but you'll help them out a little bit by paying for these games. Yeah. I'm happy to do that. So there's that. Uh, and also, my Intellivision turned up while I was on holiday, and I got it when I got back to work on Monday. Cool. All works perfect. I've got the Intellivision and the ECS computer module and the keyboards. You can do little basic programs on it. Mm. All for 40 quid. Absolutely. Right. And it works absolutely perfectly. Yeah. So I'm real happy with that. Nothing arcadey. I haven't really been in the arcade since... Well, I went in there today to have a quick go over Lunar Rescue, obviously. Yeah, no, I haven't bought anything arcadey. No, but um, I'm working on it. I'm working on yeah. that getting a death race, My one of my great Well, cabs. I mean, the next couple of weeks are going to be busy for me. Yes. So... That's for another podcast, lot, I think. Lots to talk about there. Absolutely, yeah. My little cool. road trip. Oh, I bought loads of uh, clothes and shoes and stuff in America because I had to, really. But those those games I got in um, Another Castle, the in television ones, the most expensive one was a boxed burger time, mm. $8.50. It's about a fiver. So if you used to get that on the net, it'd be about 40 quid. Really? Damn. Yeah, but a lot of these games were $3 to $6 each. Just carts. Yeah. I mean, I bought a few... A lot of boxes were quite... The, the box style on those games used to get flattened quite a lot. Yeah. Did you but get Hero on the Intellivision? Uh, a game called Hero? Came I know the game. The game is absolutely brilliant. Yeah. And I had it on the, the 800XL. Yeah. And I will be getting that when I get my cart it's for it as really well. It's a really cool game. Some of those Activision ones were awesome. Yeah. They, they'd be good for the... Uh, I for think the, we've spoken about that. Did I mention that before? About a game that could have been in the arcade? I don't know. But, uh, that's a good it, segue it, it, on it, to getting onto those games though. Yeah. Have you got us some picks this week for console or computer games back in the day that should have been in an arcade cab? Yeah. I've got Antitac, which actually I was talking about earlier. Antitac? The Sinclair 48K version. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, by Quicksilver. That was the isometric game. The cost little me, castles and the big massive ants chasing yeah, you around. Yeah, I've still got a set upstairs. cost me £6.95p. That was the uh, going price for a Spectrum game back in yeah. the day, wasn't it? 1983. Yeah. And it was the first game where you could choose between a boy or a girl. So Quicksilver, um, not sexist. Well done, no. Quicksilver. It's a sort of isometric game in a sort of um, it is, yeah. sandbox sort of playing field. It's like a fort, isn't it? There's like walled, yeah. walled area you can go around and there's these massive ants chasing you. That's it, where you have to rescue a person from the giant ants. Cool. Once you've rescued the person, you just have to get and find your way out of the city. Yeah, so um, those isometric games work well in the arcade, yeah. I think. There's, there's a couple like Cuba, it's an isometric game. Yeah. Zaxxon, that was another isometric yeah. game, worked quite well. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool, There's loads, there's loads. So I think, yeah, that would have worked really well. Okay. Um, you got one, Vic? I have. Uh, both of mine this week are from Intellivision, oddly enough. I've been yeah. playing quite a bit of Intellivision lately. There's a game called Beauty and the Beast. Biting magic on the Intellivision and a lot of people say it plays a little bit like Donkey Kong you've got levels and there's a bad guy at the top big bloke he's got your girlfriend sexist again yeah. <laughs> he's got your girlfriend and you've just got to get to the top but the thing about this and I noticed and nobody's said before they've, they've done this game they've re reviewed it on Intellivision areas before and I don't think they mentioned this as far as I remember but I think this is where Fix It Felix Jr. game came from mm. Because Donkey Kong, you go up the girders and up the ladders, mm. right? On Beauty and the Beast, you've got windows. When the windows yeah. are open, you can climb up the window. 
Yeah. And that's just like Fix It Phoenix Jr., but he's lobbing bricks down at you. Yeah. And you can, you, you go up the levels where the windows, the, the window ledges are. So yeah, I very, think. Yeah, I'm very similar to wrecking, the Wrecking Crew on the NES. Cause oh, that's, really? Yeah, that's got ladders, but it's got doors instead of windows. But I think this game was before though. This is like May 2. Okay. Yeah, quite an early one. But it's a great little game. And, and for the television, which is only slightly more powerful than Atari 2600, mm. it's got some good little effects in it. And the, the guy at the top is quite eerie looking. He's like a big, brutish guy. Obviously, yeah. he's the beast, and your beauty is your girlfriend. You've got to go and pick up. But yeah, it's a cool little game, and it's it's yeah. quite it's got some fun little things. When you get to the very top of the building, which looks like the Empire State Building, he lobs him off, yeah. just like Wreck-It right. Ralph and fix it Felix. Must be where they got it from. So I think that, uh, yeah, I think uh, Disney owe in television a few yeah. quid there, I reckon. <laughs> What's your next one? Well, then? it's funny because I've just mentioned Hero. Is, is that, he Actually, is one, Hero. It, it is one of the games that I was going to use as. Yep. Um, it would make a great arcade game. Definitely. Simple. Quite quick to play as well if you're not very good at it. Yeah, he's a little guy with sort of like a little helicopter backpack, isn't he? And he's, yes. He's got to rescue the guys or, or girls from the bottom of the cavern. Yeah, they're just stranded in the cavern. They're pit, yeah. pit guys, aren't they? Yeah. Um, so, um, but you've got like um, air, you've got to get down there before your air runs out. That's so right. There's a lot of time limit on and it. When you're on the floor, if you pull down on the joystick, you get out of the way quick because you drop yeah. a bomb down and you can blow up um, walls and stuff. With dynamite. And you pick up like, dynamite later and you've only got a limited amount. Yeah. That's quite cool. And, and you, yeah. got, you can shoot as well, can't you? You can shoot the spiders and the lamps yeah, and stuff. It. Yeah, And the walls sort of uh, flash red when they're sort of, I suppose they're supposed to represent lava. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, but you know what everything is. You know you're not supposed to touch It's that. simple it's, to play, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's well, yeah, you know. pre- well presented. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. That'd be pretty good in the arcade. Yeah, right? I do, yeah. It's a classic little game. Because when you get good at it, you sort of know it, you can play quite well. But at the start, a game could last only a few seconds. Yeah. Because if you drop down a hole quickly and get hit by a spider, you're dead. Yeah. So, yeah, it'd be quite a cool little game. That's a nice one. I think version. the artwork would be cool on that. The artwork on the cartridge, I remember, was really cheesy. The guy had his yeah. glasses on, he's like, hey, That's I'm a... cheesy hero. Yeah, but a lot of the g- games were like 80s, that, isn't yeah. it? 80s. Those, those cool. big shades, of yeah, round shades for the 80s, yeah. Well, the other one for me is an Intellivision one again, oddly yeah, enough. Yeah, okay. Because I've been playing a lot of Intellivision lately. And that is Tron Deadly Discs. It's a really cool little game. This is Tron. Oh, no. No, yeah. no. Well, Intellivision had quite a few Tron games. Yeah. I think one or two were unreleased as well. But Tron Deadly Discs, basically, you've got an arena. The Intellivision was famous. Their mascot was the Intellivision guy, the running guy. Mm. You can see him a mile away. Yeah. And there's, there's four of them on there. I think you can play two players, and there's two computer-controlled players. And you've got a disc. And when you press the fire button, he flings it. You can fling it in, like... I think the, the Intellivision controller is 16 direction. I'm not sure you can fling it in different directions, but you can fling it in different directions. If you hit the guy, you knock him out. And I think you can bounce off walls as well with it. Mm. But when you flung your disc out, you are vulnerable vulnerable to other people hitting yeah. you with their discs. Yeah. And you could play a four-player game with this in and, the arcade. Is your disc out there for a while? Is it rebounding yes. off the walls? And when, it, when it goes out, it bounces and comes back to you. If yeah. it hits a player, wherever you are, it will just sort of magnetise itself back to you yeah. but also when someone flings a disc at you you can hold your disc in front of you to mm. deflect it back oh, to them if you've still got it yeah, yeah if you've still got it on you but you can only play two players on the television so only two yeah. controllers and there's two computers but four player in the arcade yeah. would be awesome like an arena could, game could even. you move around while the discs yes yeah when you move around yeah. the disc sort of um, sort of floats back to you afterwards yeah, it, you know you don't got to pick it up it floats back to you yeah. it's a cool little game it's really simple but quite addictive and fun so that'd be quite cool for the arcade yeah. I reckon you know a bit more better graphics colourful graphics yeah. and stuff. obviously it'd be 
hugely Tron themed. Yeah. With the Tron side art and you know, all the yeah, backlights and stuff. We did have this of Tron, didn't we? We did, yeah. Environmental, which is great. It's quite game. a different game, though. Yeah. It's quite a different game. But yeah, same sort of thing with chucking your, your yeah. Tron discs out and hitting people with it. The uh, Our listeners have done a few. One of them was from Sean Holly. He first chose uh, Elemental Master, which Rog chose for us a little while ago, and I, I recognised it. Uh, but as I said to Sean, no, he said, oh, a game called Drelbs. Never heard of it. I went, whoa, Drelbs, I had that on Atari Android. He had it on the Commodore 64. Mm. And it's a weird little game. I can't really remember it that well. But he was saying how, how good it is for the arcade, and he yeah. sent me a video of it. it it's Cool little game, actually. Quite simple, but really addictive game. So, Drelbs. If you've got Commodore 64 Drelbs. or Atari 800XL, okay. uh, check it out. It's good. And the other one was from uh, Alpha One, Ol, and he said Black Lamp on the Amiga. And I've never, I never played the Amiga. A friend of mine had an Amiga, and I played quite I a lot of it, it, but I never had one of my own. And he had loads of copy mm. discs. And I must have played it years ago, but I never remembered it. And I watched a video on YouTube. He sent a video link for me. And um, it was a nice sort of platformy shooter game. Mm. Really colourful, those sort of 90s Amiga coloured, almost Amiga ST-esque yeah. style graphics. All really colourful, nice 16-bit graphics. Mm-hmm. Real cool little platform. It looks a really nice game. So that'd be quite nice for the uh, the arcade as well, I reckon. So that was those. Oh, we've been on oh ages. Shall we do game of the week? Well, we can do game of the week. Can have you remember you been, what it was? Have you been practicing? Of course I, you haven't. I actually no. To be honest with you, I practiced before I went away. I obviously couldn't yeah. practice when I was away, but I had a few games because I wanted to get a certain score. Mm. So I'm not very good at Donkey Kong Three. Donkey Kong Three, your pick from the last time. Which you have yeah. a cab of as well. I have which a cab. Looks off, lovely. Which I restored or, or converted from a versus cab. It was, yeah. Blue. Donkey Kong Free, 1983, mm-hmm. um, was released simultaneously for the family computer. Yep. You play Stanley as the bug man in his greenhouse, and Donkey Kong has moved in. And he's taken over in residence. Must be a pretty big greenhouse to have a it gorilla is. in it. It is. It's <laughs> yeah. funny because you look at Donkey Kong in it and he doesn't look like Junior and he doesn't look like the original Donkey Kong. No. I'm talking about the artwork yes. on, on the actual cab. He's got spiky hair. Yeah. And I did read somewhere that this is like a teenage Donkey Kong Junior. So this is like oh, Donkey Kong's okay. son. Yeah, yeah. So it's growing up. up. Yeah, because he's got like spiky hair. You know who developed this game, don't you? Uh, it wasn't Miyamoto. It was. Was it? Miyamoto and um, Gunpa Yokoi. Oh, okay. Yeah. I should have known that, shouldn't I? You should, but they, they were the Nintendo mm. heroes. Yeah, of course. It uh, didn't do that well in the arcade. Um, it was a bit of a flop. Because it's, it's a, it's so a shooter it was, game, so isn't it? it was just a kit. I think people were probably expecting another platform game, like Junior yeah. or Donkey Kong. And, and it's more like a Galaxian Galaga type well, game-ish. you say that, some of the ideas come from Space Firebird, I think. When, oh, you, okay. when you look at the the way the, the insects come in on this swirling uh, flight formation, yeah. it's very similar to Space Firebird. They oh, do exactly okay. the same. And they both come in from either side. Maybe they did like use the algorithms from that old game. Maybe. Maybe. Like a- maybe. But yeah, it is. It's like Galaxian, mm. but with... Platforms. You're a little guy rather than a ship. Yeah. And the the, the bugs sort of come down in different you've got ways, to shoot, don't they? You've got like a, a spray gun and you've got to shoot the insects or either get Donkey Kong 
up to the top. Yeah, you, keep, he, you shoot him up, his, up the middle of his legs, don't yeah. you? You should basically bang him in the nuts. Yeah, so, so, so there's two ways of getting off the level, and it works out more on the earlier levels than it does on the later levels. So you can either get Donkey Kong all the way up to the top to get off the level, or shoot all the insects. Yeah. But as you carry on through the levels, the later levels, it gets harder and harder to get Donkey Kong up to the top. Yeah, he, keep, he, comes, he keeps periodically coming down again. Yeah, I mean, you don't shoot There's him. just too much going on. To yeah, you've got to keep all the different insects at bay because they come and try and nick your um, flowers. flowers from the bottom. Mm. And when you lose all five flowers, do you lose a life or do you just get you no bonuses? You lose bonus. Oh, you can get a bonus you get, for it. At the end, the bonus is added up for how many flowers you've got left. That's right, yeah. So you get your big um, points, isn't it? If one of the insects comes down and takes one of the flowers away, yep. it then turns into sort of a kamikaze uh, insect, oh. which bombs you. Oh, dear. Really quickly. I never let one get away, I yeah. don't think. I just and you lose things. your bonus, so it becomes really yeah. uh, difficult. So, yeah, so 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 the early levels, you got you can either get the all the insects, or you can get Don Kong all the way up to the top to get to the level. But later he disappears levels, at the top, doesn't he? When yeah. He runs off. And you get a bonus spray as well. Yes. Which is the which, suit of mega sprayer, isn't which it? Which you get when you die. Yes, if you die, it leaves behind a mega sprayer to let you off that level quite quickly. Because when you've yeah. got the mega sprayer, some of the insects you can't kill normally, and you can kill them with this. And then when you shoot Donkey Kong, he goes up there really quick. Really it's almost quick. like a rapid fire, isn't it? Yeah. And he goes up real quick, and you get rid of him now, quick. Now, if you've got Donkey Kong right at the top, near enough at the top, and yeah. you suddenly get your super spray, you can shoot him just one bit of spray you carry that spray onto the next level yeah it's got a certain amount of hits you can yeah. use it for can't it yeah, and yeah. I've looked at you know that world champion's got like three and a half million on this game Whoa. and he times it so because the hardest level is the one with the broken platform in the middle yeah you can't jump all the way you've got to go to the left or right to get up to the top yeah. platform to shoot Donkey Kong he works it out so he gets that spray on that level all the time ah so he just whips it off quick and does it yeah Done. and then gets to the next level and by then because you get an extra life every 30,000 ah oh, okay he seems to go round and round and round. Like a marathon game then, isn't it? it comes, yeah. It turns into... That's but almost I mean, pattern forming, isn't it? Almost. Well, it's really hard to do that, Vic. I mean, I haven't yeah, done that. You can't... And you're pretty good at it. I know you're pretty good at I'm it. I'm not bad at it. I mean, I'm, you know, but there's a point where, you know, you become this master. Yeah, but we, but, we don't tend and to... And that's the same with every game, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, we don't tend to use patterns and tricks. We just play the game. There's, there's no patterns in it. I mean, that's no. just a trick that if you're good at it, it's, master it's, yeah, it, it's then, like on Donkey Kong Jr. when you when you're on the um, Mario's hideout level, you can do yeah. that jump where you jump over three yeah. uh, electrics at once, and you get the big you get yeah. like multiples for it's that. It's a I trick, but you it. still have to be good to master You've got to be it. Quality, yeah, I can't do it. The the insects are quite there's quite a variety of insects. You get the caterpillars that come across, across the side. The angry caterpillars they are. Yeah. They look really mean, don't they? Which a Rrr. lot of people didn't realise that if you spray them, uh-huh. you can actually walk over them. Without getting killed. Yes, I did notice that. You I did know that. that. Yeah, yeah. A lot of games do that. Yeah. It's like in in like I was saying earlier about I got mad about Cubert. Mm. On Cubert, on the later levels, you get a green blob because mm. the red blobs that fly down just at the bottom then disappear, kill you, and the purple, which is slightly bigger, comes down to the bottom and it can kill you. But when it gets to the bottom, it turns into Coily, oh. who goes after you. But when a green blob comes down, a simple green one, when you get it. Everything stops. Yeah. And you can actually jump on the platforms. The baddies are still on and they won't kill you. You can get the platform. Yeah. You can turn it into a different colour. And then so, they all so come back again. that's a bonus, isn't it? Yes, yeah. it's a bonus thing. It's just, it freezes them for a second. Yeah. Just so you can sort of do a bit of work on, on the level, yeah. A lot of games do that. So the cab, which I really love. The artwork is just awesome on it this is. game. It's lovely. It's probably the best out of the four 
Nintendo cabs I have. Yeah, it's the sort of latest it's in just, that, in it's that just area. Beautiful. It? Yeah. It's a really nice cab. Notice about the later Nintendo cabs, they did not do an instruction decal over the top of the control panel. Yes, yeah. that bit, a little sticker on the left hand side. And I think it's because they were kits. Yeah, they and didn't they come forgot with. to do it. Yeah. But John's arcade, John Jacobson, has made or designed. Ah, he was the one who did it, wasn't yeah, he? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he's the one who oh, did nice. it. Oh, nice. And you've got one for yours. He did the Popeye one. Oh, and one he did Popeye the Donkey Kong 3. So they didn't do it for their kits then? That's no, they didn't do it for their kits, no. It's a shame. So you've got, you know, it's really nice having those along the bottom there. Yeah, yeah they are nice. Yeah, They're it nice just has that extra cap. touch. There is a cocktail version of this as well. Have you seen that? Really? Yeah. Oh, no, I didn't actually. Yeah. Oh, cool. Because there's a Popeye, there's a Donkey Kong 3. Yeah, I suppose, why not? Yeah. Why wouldn't there be? Yeah. It's only one little tiny bit of side art, isn't it? Yeah, it's just the instruction detail. I think the control panel it. was the same for all of them. It never changed, did it? Exactly the same. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So, yeah, did you like the game, Vic? Do you like the game? I do and I don't. Yeah. I do because of the theme of it, and it's mm. really well done theme. So, yeah. shame it didn't do better. And it's actually from the old Game & Watch, isn't it? Yeah, I was going to say, the only legacy this game has is the Game & Watch. It wasn't converted. or it was on the net. Greenhouse, wasn't it? Greenhouse, That's yeah. Right. Yeah, but it didn't go any further than that, no. unfortunately. It was sort of a, a sort of thought they had because Greenhouse came out way before Donkey Kong 3 didn't it quite a lot of years before what, on the, the Game, Game Watch, Watch I'm yeah. not sure and they sort of used that idea and put it into yeah. an arcade cab and yeah. got a good idea out of it but yeah I, I did like it um, I find it quite difficult mm. I think you've got to get into rhythm and you obviously have because you mm. play it a lot and I don't play that often but as you said the graphics of it are lovely they're yeah. really Nintendo-y yeah. and one of my favourite things on it is when you do a level Stanley Stanley does dance. his little dance it's a really yeah. cool little dance he started doing a dance I noticed when he does the I dance I just did then actually I'm glad people can't <laughs> see us on a webcam or something we do. Yeah. yeah it's really cool and, and the side art as you said is lovely he's got Stanley looking quite mean with his with his, yeah. his puffer, his uh, little spray thing, and Donkey Kong Junior or Donkey Kong rather looking all mean, and they've got the, the little sort of uh, flying waspy things and that. But they, they do different things. The the insects. Some oh, of them yeah. when you you shoot them, you've got to shoot them right in the middle because they spray out bullets to the That's side right, yeah. like little spikes. And when you get hit by it, it's quite brutal. You get a big spike in your head. Yeah. You fall to the bottom of the screen, and all the the wasps will just go for you and just yeah. eat you, sort of thing. Yeah. Those. Those particular ones that are sort of are called the bomb ones that blow up, yes. after you have to hit them twice, they turn blue and then they yeah. blow up. And if you go to the side, you'll get hit. But you've got you, to stay right in the middle of them. But if you notice them, a bit like a wasp, if you don't touch them or bother them, they won't they, come anywhere near yeah, you. Yeah, they just flap about. They just bit, flap about and go back up to the top. Ah, so the, okay. the point of when you're going to hit them or fire at them is when they're way up the top so you don't get the, the bomb exploding. Yeah, the other bit I didn't like, it's, it's good gameplay mechanic but I didn't like it because I wasn't very good at it yeah. it's me not the game is when you get the caterpillars going across and you're trying to hit Donkey Kong if you shoot them they'll stop in the middle and yes. you can't shoot Donkey Kong because they're in the no. way you've yeah. got to stop shooting and let them across because every other level Donkey Kong will throw coconuts at you that's right and he does it in two waves the first throw he'll just throw it randomly but the next throw he'll throw it at you mm. so you've got to shift Mm. But the random one's normally nowhere near you. And while you're trying to avoid his coconuts and stop shooting enough time to let the caterpillars, and they're quite slow because they're caterpillars, mm. go past, 
you've got to sort of weigh all this up in your head while you're doing it. And it's, I found it yeah. quite difficult. It's but a bit like trying to bounce a load of plates on a yes. load of... Well, it, yeah, you said before, yeah, it's exactly so like that. There's so many things going so on. Leave those caterpillars, stop shooting, yeah. leave the caterpillars, don't get hit by the yeah. things, don't do this. Yeah. Oh, I'm dead again. Yeah. What a surprise. So I find it quite difficult game because I'm no good at it, really. I suck yeah. at it. Yeah. But I, I did like it for all the themes. Um, totally different game from Donkey Kong, just mm. with the Donkey Kong theme, I think. Mm. They, I think they sort of cashed in a little bit on that. Yeah. And that's probably why everyone didn't like it. So, oh, we want, we want another And of Donkey course, Gallagher game. was around at that time. That was doing extremely well. Oh, God, it still does now. So, I mean, so yeah. you know, they had to come up with something. Yeah, a shooter, it, it meets it halfway, I guess, you know. It, it's a great shooter. It's not the best. But it's not space-themed, um, so people, people didn't like it no, for that reason, maybe. No. And Stanley... He's an awesome um, little character. Yeah. But did, did he ever do, go on to anything else? Have you no, seen him anything else? All. Nothing at all. Sorry, no. Stanley, you're fired. I don't think he was even in any, because some of the Smash Brother games on the Wii. They do, they've got Mr. Game and Watch, haven't they? I think he was a sticker, thing. like you get these collectibles within a game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Some I of the past Stanley IPs. turned up there. Oh, know, right, okay. I mean, it's hardly a, yeah. a legacy, is it, really? Um, but really maybe they know. could bring him back. It'd be nice never to know. see him come back. Oh, you never know. Give him his own little mini game he's or something. He's got funny teeth, isn't he? Back teeth. He has a bit, yeah. He's a bit of an odd little character. <laughs> a little oddball. But the art- artwork is obviously Fantastic. Miyamoto again. It's, it's yeah. awesome. He probably, knowing him, it. he did the side art. I don't know for certain, but yeah, it's yeah. pretty good. I love it. I love the game. So you're going to embarrass me with your score, because I know you've beaten me. My score... You're not allowed to use your score in your high score kit. You've got to have it since we've been playing it. <laughs> so tell us a score you got playing it and tell us your high score on your high score kit. I got 258,000. <laughs> you win! And my high score is about... I can't remember exactly. It's 350 odd, isn't it? No, it's more than that. It's about <laughs> 335, something like that. You win! Perfect! Well, I did play it for a while and I wanted to get over 100k yeah. to beat Sean Holly. <laughs> which I yeah. did. In your face, Sean Ollie! <laughs> uh, I got... I don't write it to. I got 106,000-ish. You lose. I wrote it down on my notes. 106,000. I'll put it on the show notes. Anyway. Yeah. So I, I, I beat my 100,000, which is yeah. my little threshold I wanted to beat. Yeah. So I thought it was pretty good. But it I just gets so frantic, the game. top 10, you know. Is it really? World. Yeah. It's oh, pretty nice. Good it's pretty good, isn't it? But the world record is three and a half million, and oh you can God. watch the whole record being made on YouTube. Does it get really far? Well, a lot of those Nintendo games, they get to a plateau. Donkey Kong is level yeah. five. I think Junior is the same. Where it gets hard and it doesn't it's change. Any harder. That's it. Huh. But with that game, it's it's not like Donkey Kong where you only get one extra life. Mm. That's it. You get one every, was it 30,000? 30, 30, yeah. So I don't suppose it's that many screens to complete before you get another life and you can rack them up. You can rack them up. The most I've had at the bottom there was about eight lives I've had. Oh, really? But then I got to, I think my highest level was about 24, 25. Wow. And then they just depleted like that. Is there a kill level. scheme for this game, do you know? Um, I don't know, Vic. Well, three million, there can't be, because usually get Nintendo games roll over yeah. on that level 22, don't they? Yeah. So maybe not. Cool. Hey-ho. That is a long game. It's well, cool. you beat me there, mate. So I'll tell you what we do now. We've, we've moved our bits around a bit here. Uh, we can do a few shout-outs now. You got anyone you need to shout-out to? I've got a few. No, you go first. Well, big up massive shout-outs to Kevin and P. Savitz, who I met mm-hmm. in Portland, who showed me around. They did a wonderful job. Really nice people. Showed me around. Awesome to me. Also, Michael Johnson for showing me around his EM Palace, mm-hmm. which was really nice. There was another guy there as well. I can't remember his name offhand. He was 
trying to meet up with, but unfortunately, because my emails were a bit knackered there, I didn't get a chance to meet him and go and see his collection. So um, thanks to him anyway for t- trying. We just didn't quite make it. The other one is Clay Galgill, who's who, thank you for doing ground control. Basically, it's been going for quite a few years now. But he's one of the part owners. Yeah. I love that place. It was amazing. So thanks to him and ground control. Uh, Sean, who I met at Revival again, arcade. We talked uh, console stuff. Yeah, and uh, Sh- the other Sean, Sean Holly. Oh, Sean Holly, that's the first time I met him, actually, at Revival. Did you give him a big in-your-face? Yeah, I did, yeah. <laughs> He's probably getting used to it. We almost gave him a T-shirt, actually. Yeah. In-your-face, <laughs> brackets, Sean Holly. Yeah, he was, yeah, he's, he's he was getting some games. He did well on his uh, 1942 record. Yeah. Well done there. So, yeah, another one is, um, is Chris for put, uh, and his team of people, because he had a lot of helpers there putting on Revival. It's mm-hmm. a really cool event. I'm, I'm definitely going next year. You? Oh, definitely, mate, yeah. Yeah, it's easy for us to get to. And also, Dave... Who came up to me and, and recognised my T-shirt and said, "Oh, are you part of the Ten Pence Archive?" I said, "Yeah, why?" He said, "Which one are you?" I said, "I'm Victor." Oh, and he's just had loads of praise for us. Yeah, and also a shout out to his son Billy. He asked for that and he listens with him. He's a, a little lad. I don't know how old he was. Uh, he was, I think, he was off playing racing games on, which was I highly recommend that. So yeah, that was really nice meeting him. Uh, the Chip Tune guys on stage, who I don't know the name of those guys putting the, mu- the music was really cool. I really enjoyed that. So did you get a DVD as you walk through the door? Is that not it? Is that not the same? It's thing? in your bag. Yeah, yeah, it might be actually. Hopefully, because I really I'd like to listen. To that I didn't work, get one because I was helping out the exhibitors. So yeah. I never got a DVD, but you got a free one as you walk through the door. I'll copy it for you. Yeah, Shh. If it's the same thing. Yeah, so that'd be good. So big shout out to those guys, and also mm. massive shout out to my wife. Yes, because we went on holiday, as you know, at length. For her birthday, which was in February, and it was the earliest time we could go on a holiday, and I did a lot of, I paid for a lot of it, obviously, because it's her present, and she actually worked out arcades for me to go to, and patiently, and even got into the arcades with me, played along with me, so really, really nice. You got yourself a good woman there, Vic. I definitely have, mate, yeah, so big ups to her. Well, I just want to say thank you to Roger, because he paid for my hotel. I know I picked your cab up for you, but it really wasn't that much out of my way. But thank you very much, Roger, for doing that. Cool. Good man. He didn't have to sleep anywhere near you, did he? Oh, <laughs> he did, actually. Oh, poor <laughs> No, there was a divide. You snored there like was a, a pig, honestly. <laughs> Horrible. I think we were both too drunk to uh, oh, oops. remember. Uh-oh. <laughs> so uh, we've got one last uh, bit of thing to do. Uh, game for next week. And it is my pick. I'm going to pick Qbert because I played so much of it in America. I love this game now. Top game, nice cab. It is, but the only thing you have to do on your little uh, bar top is it might sound weird, but turn it works. Is turn it slightly 45 degree angle, yeah. and you can play it really well. It does play well. I did that on my joysticks at home, and it well, works really well. I've got my other uh, uh, main set up on my PC. Yeah, I could just turn it, the, honestly, I can't it's, really it's turn easy. The bar top, can I? Uh, you probably could just sit on the angle a little <laughs> bit. But yeah, great game. So we yeah. play that next oh, week. Oh, it is. Yeah. So thanks everyone for putting up with us for nearly two hours, and we'll see you next week. Thank you very much for listening. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Bye bye. You can download or play the podcast, view all the show notes and leave feedback at www.10pencearcade.co.uk or email me at vertvic at 10 You can also reach us on our Facebook page. You can Twitterize us at 10 for me and at Nintendo Arcade for Alex. We'd love to hear from you regarding game suggestions, personal arcade experiences or anything arcade related you'd like to share.